0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Area 51 podcast, your home for out of this world sports and news takes. As always, I'm Cole Kayer alongside.
1: I'm Julian Silva.
0: But today, we also have a very special guest. Mr. Michael Nocera is making his Arena 51 podcast debut. And we are very happy to have him join us and share his uh, horrendous takes as we are very much used to, Jules.
1: Yep, here he is. What's going on, guys?
0: With that being said, uh, we have a lot to get into today, so let's get after it. Um, do you guys want to do another preview of all the segments we're doing today? Or do you guys just want to maybe keep it a surprise and just go into the first one?
1: Let's go into the first one.
0: Just go right into the first one? All right, well... Yep. The first segment we're going to do for you guys today, we're going to have a little debate on who the top three players at each position in the NFL are. Uh, mainly focusing on running back, quarterback, tight end, cornerback, wide receiver, and defensive lineman. I'm very intrigued to see what Jules has to say. We'll start with uh, we'll start with running back. So Jules, give me your top three running backs in the league right now.
1: Top three running backs right now. So number one, it's probably the most obvious one. Well, it would be Derrick Henry, but he's injured. Number one on my list is Jonathan Taylor. First in yards, touchdowns. And he's played every game this season. What can you ask for? He's healthy and he's the best in the league. So Jonathan Taylor won. Second, this might be a shock, but I got Austin Eckler. as my second. He's the biggest dual threat. He's got over 600 rushing yards and over 500 receiving yards. He's got seven touchdowns receiving and eight rushing touchdowns. So I mean, he can kill you either way. And him and, him and Jay Herbo, they're rolling. Finally, third, I got Dalvin Cook. Second in rushing yards, played through injuries, and he just destroyed the Packers last night. So, Dalvin Cook, he's number three.
0: Miggy, you want to go?
2: Yeah, so I got, uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor at number one. Pretty obvious why. Um, That O-line also helps a lot that he has there, but leaves the league in rushing yards. And, obviously, I would have Henry there, too, but he's missing a lot of time. So, Um, number two, I have uh, Joe Mixon. I think he's doing a lot. Uh um, wow. the, the little little he has i mean that old line i mean when the Bengals drafted jamar chase everyone kind of bashed on them for not going O line saying that burrow's not gonna get protected and i mean the o-line didn't get better but mixon's still doing really good so i think that's that's something definitely to consider and then for my third i have uh naji harris on the steelers i think wow. as a rookie i think he's doing a lot
0: mickey We're with the good. hot takes man oh, my
2: god um but yeah no i think doubt, uh no Harris, uh, what's his name there? Harris on the Steelers. He's doing good. I mean, as a rookie coming in, he, he's doing a lot. And that O line also isn't that great. I mean, I think you have to base a lot on the O line. He's doing a lot with a little. Um, I mean, they give him the ball a lot though. The Steelers aren't amazing this You're year. You're taking Harris over Eckler. Yeah, I think Dalvin Harris. Harris 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 is doing more with less. I think the. the what is he doing? That that offense sucks. Yeah, but he's the key. he's the star. I mean, if without him, they would honestly probably have like very little wins. What are they at five hundred right now? With that exactly with that 500. six six
0: and one after last night, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I mean, he's without him, I think they would have half the, the amount of wins. To be honest with you, um, Joe Mixon that Ekludo, too is
0: is mind blowing. Joe Mixon, the same Joe Mixon that we've been seeing for however many years now, this dude is inconsistent as hell. This guy can never figure out when he wants to play football or not.
2: He is, but he's having a good season this year. And he's, like I said, he's doing a lot with a little. That O-line's terrible, so. You see that game last night? Dalvin Cook, the back of his shoulder, kills him. Kills yeah, him. Dalvin Cook, though, barely plays. I know that, Mixon that, doesn't play a lot either, but, but I mean, he's playing. Dalvin Cook gets her a lot. I, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook also, that, I,
0: I, I could have ran for 200 yards last night against that defense. You kidding me?
2: Exactly, exactly. How about, uh, no, Saquon? <laughs> Saquon, get <laughs> out of here. You should been pick it up, though. Yeah, again, I'm not even against the O-line there, but he – Potential. A lot of potential. All right. All right, Colater.
0: All right. Jules. Very impressive list. I have Jonathan Taylor. So we can all unanimously decide with Henry and CMC out. Jonathan Taylor is the back, the, the, the most elite back in the league. I mean, he really solidified himself as a as a top end back against the, the Bills when he scored five touchdowns. Then I got Austin Eckler for the same reasons as you, Jules. I mean, Jeez. he has 15 total touchdowns. and. I think the charges have really proven that when him, Herbert, Allen, and Williams are all firing at, at the same time, they can be anybody. But the problem has been that usually not all of them are on at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, 15 total touchdowns. He can do it to you either way. Totally agree. This one might get flamed for. You might call a bias. Leonard Fournette is the third best running back in the league. Oh my
1: God. Outside,
0: Outside of Gronk. I
1: actually hate Dalvin Cook.
0: Outside of Gronk. Fournette has become Brady's most trusted target. He has 58 catches for 402 yards, and this is a guy who's not even a receiving back, but he's become an absolutely lethal one, and he still runs with authority, still a big body, and gets all the rushing touchdowns you need. As a fantasy owner of both Eckler and Fournette, I can easily say that they are both top three running backs. The only
2: thing with Fournette is the, the old line he has there is unbelievable. He's running behind a great old line They pass the ball a lot. They sprinkle in the pass. I mean – He's good, but top three is, might be pushing it.
1: I mean, and if the Patriots
2: had one solid running back,
1: he would be in my top three. But the fact that they just give it to Roger Stevenson, he gets half snaps and it goes to Harris and it goes to Bowen sometimes. But if there was one, I would give it to the Patriots. I would give it to Harris. Washington.
0: Harris? You think Harris has the potential to be a top three running back in this league?
1: Did you not see?
0: Top three? Harris
1: on the back. Top Sorry. three?
0: Oh, who, Najee Harris? Yeah, you're right.
2: No. Yeah. So he's talking about the other guy. Damien Harris. I do want to add Austin Eckler, 663 rushing yards this season. You know how many Joe Mixon has? How many? 978.
0: Yeah, but how many catches is he? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I agree, but you gotta take that into account. He has a lot more rushing yards.
0: No Aaron Jones, huh? No Aaron Jones, love. No who? Yeah. Who? No who? No who's some Jones big love. names left off this. Uh, left off this. Uh, top three of ours. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's a big one. Uh Jules already alluded Antonio to Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Would it would if you have Antonio Gibson in your top three running backs, check yourself into a mental facility? I mean oh, talk about I, I was making fun of Joe Mixon for being inconsistent. Talk about Mr. Tomorrow. Inconsistent. Is he even oh, the, yeah, the best man. running back on his team? is Antonio Gibson the best
1: running back on his team? Who Jenny McKissick? They don't they don't use Gibson
0: though. No. McKissick's okay. in the throwing game, that's it, buddy. All right. Well, you guys want to go on to QBs now? Tomorrow. Yeah, oh, Kamara. That's right. I actually was very close to putting Kamara on this list. Talk about another yes. dude who can do both. I mean, he's he's yeah, right. the Austin Eckler before Austin Eckler. He's just having a bad year. And it's hard to have a great year when you're playing on this year's Saints without James Winston. So
1: I feel like we're missing somebody too. Are we missing somebody? Uh, Aaron Jones is a good but I mean, James Robinson? No.
0: Miles Gaskins? Fucking... No. I'm just
1: kidding.
2: No, definitely not. Definitely no jo- running backs uh, in the field. Oh, oh my Josh God, Jacobs. you know who we're forgetting? Who? Josh Jacobs. Uh, Cordell Patterson.
0: Cordell Patterson, yeah. Cordell. Resurgence. That's, I mean, is he even yeah. a running back? Is it, I mean, he's like a punt you return, wide receiver. Yes, you he can, can do whatever the hell you want.
1: We completely ignored the Browns. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. But yeah. They're not top three,
0: but. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Chubb would be solid. potentially up there for me if. Yeah, if he could stay healthy. Yeah, if he wasn't hurt every other week. Um, yeah. All right let's uh let's move over to quarterbacks now uh michael you want to start for us because i mean we all know who the best qb in the league is but i'm going to be shocked if you say his name so go ahead
2: so number one i hope you guys he's definitely number one for you guys but uh tom brady obviously huh. all right, lead thank the league God. in thank God. passing yards completions and touchdowns jules is big on the passing touchdown this year he called it best, Said, best better than me um but for obvious reasons, I mean, he has all the weapons. They throw the ball about 90% of the time. I don't know if you guys saw when they played the Falcons. I think he had, what, 20, 20 completions in the first quarter? Something crazy like that. So they throw the ball a lot, and, you know, he's got all the weapons. I know he get in on defense, but it uh, doesn't matter. He has a lot of weapons on offense, and they throw the ball a lot in San Brady. Uh, number two, this was tough. I had uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Packers are good this year very good this year. And I think they're slept on. Um, and then at number three, this was the hardest. I have Kyler Murray. I know he's missed a lot of games, but wow. his numbers are great. And the cards, yes. the Cardinals are very not, it's hard to say a team with two losses is underrated, but I think they're the most underrated two loss team ever.
0: I would agree. They're
2: just not talked about. They're not talked about. And it's hard. It's hard to not give respect to Kyler Murray. And the only game they lost or one of the games they lost was, with Colt McCoy quarterback, so I mean that's it's tough to see him get hurt, Murray. But when he's on the field, he does a lot. Cam, Cam Newton gave him the business in Arizona.
0: Cam, Cam Newton didn't give Kyler Murray the business. He gave the Arizona
1: no, card. He gave Colt McCoy. McCoy the business.
2: Yeah. Anyway, give Colt McCoy the business. But uh, yeah. But Murray, I, I'm pr- he leads the league in completion percentage, which is pretty impressive. But he does only have he has like about 270 attempts, which is is low just because he missed a lot of games. So, but it's still pretty impressive the completion percentage, and he's got a lot of weapons there too. But again, De- DeAndre Hopkins, who he has, he's been hurt, and then we got two losses. I mean, a lot of guys hurt on their team. JJ Wild for the year, um, but a lot of wins. A lot yeah, of wins JJ Wild was wins. catching a
0: lot of passes for them before he went down.
2: No, I'm just saying, though, in general, for a, a team with two losses to have all of the injuries is impressive. No, you're right,
0: you're right. I, I, I would agree. It's not been the same Hopkins. Well, Hawkins is, uh, is just like Murray in, in terms that he has not been able to stay on the football field. He's he's just been yeah. – I, I feel like it, – it, I hope he doesn't turn into like Julio Jones where this man just like plays like 10 games a season at tops, and it's just always like kind of half of what he used to be. I, I hope he can figure out a way to stay healthy because DeAndre Hawkins – and again, we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the league when fully healthy, maybe the best, so – I agree. Uh, and
1: let's not forget that they should have beat the Packers. If he fi- if AJ Green comes back to that ball right there, they beat the Packers and they're what? They're 11-2. ten and one? Ten and one. And the no, one loss would be cold. They'd
0: be eleven and one and their only loss would be to the Panthers without Catamara.
2: Eleven and one. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so that's my that's my top three right there. Brady, Rodgers and and Murray.
0: Miggy, I I don't hate the Murray pick, but so for the record, I had the same top two. Tom Brady is about to win the MVP award at the age of 44. He's the GOAT. Nothing else needs to be said. Tom Brady, number one. Rodgers, like you said, I mean, he really only has, outside of Devontae Adams, like Aaron Jones to throw the ball to, and that's a running back. And he still puts up huge stats in his 9-3 and, 9 and 3 in the NFC, two seed. So his importance to that team can't be understated. I, I like Murray for three, but I went with Mahomes. I don't know. I mean – He's having a down year, but I just, His I still feel year,
2: though. Is, is still a top performance. Yeah. You know and
0: he's still the most talented football player, not just QB, most talented right. football player in the league. And I there's people have been saying it all year. Oh, wait until the Chiefs turn around, wait until the Chiefs. They haven't done it yet, but you kind of have a feeling it's going to happen at some point. And I think uh, Mahomes is ready to wake up. Mahomes could easily be number one on this list and has been number one on this list probably for the past two, three years. Um, so yeah, I got Brady, Rodgers, and then Mahomes. But I don't, I don't hate the Kyler Murray pick. I think he's probably top
1: five.
2: Yeah, I agree. All right,
0: so we're doing top three this season.
1: Top three this season, right?
0: I'm, I'm Michael. Are you nervous about what he's going to say? I feel like he's going to say something really stupid.
1: A little bit. I'm a little nervous. All right, so one obviously Tom Brady, not even close. Second, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, 23 touchdowns, wow, three same, interceptions. Same top two for
0: for all three of us. Who would have thought?
1: Yeah, two, two of the goats. Third, Cole, you're going to like this one. Kirk? Kirk Cousins. No, it's not. Kirk. I got <laughs> no, some, no I, I, got, I got some, I got some no, facts. No, it's not. Some facts, some oh, some my, God. All right, oh my all, God. I love you, Julius. First, of all, first, Kirk Cousins would be the MVP if the Vikings could win some of these close games. Seriously, he would be the MVP. 27 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's top five in yards and touchdowns. I mean, if the Vikings could win some close games, would Kirk Cousins not be top three every day? But there's six and seven jewels. I love that's it, Julius. I saying. love it. Give that's me all saying. the Kirk Cousins love. Give him a field goal okay. kicker. Give him a field goal okay. kicker. Oh man. I love it. So I'm gonna go Kirk three. He's having a great year. And obviously, he made me nervous last night, 29 and nothing. And I was a little nervous. That's that's the downside about Kirk Cousins. He makes you nervous. But if we're just doing numbers and stats, he's definitely top three this season.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing about Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins is my boy, I love Kirk Cousins. But he he always he makes you think he's an elite quarterback and then we'll do something that just is like, oh wait, that's why he sucks. Like yep. like last night. That interception
1: last night. What, what, last
0: that? last night they're up by they're up by two touchdowns like 5 minutes left and you throw a god awful interception that almost got returned for six. It's like, guy. But I also feel like some of this this uh I mean they just lost to the Lions. Probably the most embarrassing loss of the season um, for any team. Besides maybe like the Titans losing to the Texans. Um, you
1: you got to blame some of that on the defense, though. I was going to say, you got to blame Mike, on the line. Mike
0: Zimmer. He better enjoy the next four games because it's his last four games. Mike
1: Zimmer has to go.
0: He better take it all in. He better really love that uh, that Minnesota air for the next month because after this, see you later. This team and should be a not, walk for the playoffs. And they're in the hunt. They, Dalvin they, Cook. Wait, go ahead. They have the best, they have the best uh tandem duo wide receiver in the league. Name me, name me a better duo than Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson.
1: I can't and Dalvin Cook and KJ Osborne looked very good last night. Yeah. He looks so yeah, I mean they're they, they, a weird team. Their offense should be they should be like one of the best in the league, top five. But Mike Zimmer
0: doesn't do anything but
1: run the ball on
0: first and second down, and then do bootleg action on third and five.
1: Yep. And that defense, hit Harrison Smith, that, that dude underrated. He made some big plays last night. That sack on Big Ben, oh my god! And then he made that obviously that big play at the end. But
2: you know who we haven't mentioned once at quarterback who's very good this year? Derek Carr. He's second in the NFL in passing yards, second in completions, seventeen touchdowns. I mean. It's because he plays the Raiders, but like that sneakily having a good year. He loses his deep threat. Obviously, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> we forgot to say. Uh, shout out, uh, R.I.P. Demarius Thomas, one of the best uh, wide receivers we grew up watching. Just want to say R.I.P. Yeah, what a that player. was
0: that, that. was tough news to go to bed to last night. That 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 one definitely stung a lot. It was just it was no, just a shock. A great
1: game. Just a shock. It was, it was out of nowhere.
0: I mean, and he right, just retired. To... What he just retired in June, yeah. I think I saw. I mean, yeah, six,
1: six months ago. My he was God. with the Patriots, twenty nineteen. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was a tough one to hear. Jules, Kirk Cousins is not a top three QB in the league, but I appreciate the love. Michael, Derek that Carr. I, I I like how you met. Derek Carr is a great leader too. I don't think he gets enough he said, respect for.
2: I agree, and they've lost so many guys. I mean, obviously Rugs, but they, they, they've he has a Sean Jackson he's throwing to. Like, I mean, <laughs> give the man some credit. Fair. Fair. No no, Dak Prescott love Or anybody No I don't know No love to Matthew Stafford I mean that guy's got All the weapons in the world And he is less passing yards than Derek Carr
0: Yeah I mean you go 0-3 You have a worse record Than the Lions In the month of November You don't get any respect yeah, From me unfortunately
2: he, he did lose Woods though you Woods know, was a big loss And I know we'll get into it later But they, they needed that game Against the Jaguars They needed a nice Beatdown game To get some confidence back Along with Odell Getting a touchdown I think that was Back to back that games With touchdown Odell down. Don't sleep on him. Watch to... out. Watch out. Don't come back. All no, right. He's
0: not back. Let's, let, let's get into tight end talk. I'll start off tight end talk because I want to know how you guys feel about this. I left off a pretty notable name that I don't know if everyone's going to agree with. So, number one. It better not be think. Number one, I don't think it is because I think I'm about to say who you're thinking. Number one, the greatest tight end of all time is still the best tight end in the league. Oh, my
2: God.
0: Rob Gronkowski. Oh my out, god. Outside of Tom Brady is the most important player on the Bucs roster. Whenever he is out.
1: Dude, it whenever important play on the roster?
0: When, oh whenever he is out, his lack of presence is felt. They lose to the Saints oh and the football team in back-to-back weeks when Gronk is out, and then he comes oh back, catches two touchdowns, has That's almost hundred yards. They, they well, motion him to figure out what the coverage they're doing. He Tom your Brady, one, he's, right now. He's Tom Brady's most trusted wide or he's uh, his most trusted target every single time Brady's looking at him third down fourth down big plays and he's a touchdown Gronk is that guy and I'm pretty sure we've talked about how Brady is the best quarterback in the league and the Bucks are probably the top three team in the league Gronk is big reason why
2: I don't I mean I don't hate it number one's tough, number one dude, I think the only thing I this do season? I do disagree with is I don't think he's the second most important part of the team I mean I would say Who the is? entire O line is the entire O line. Okay, that's your own line. I mean, stays healthy. He, he's, he's, 30 their, 30 he's
0: their most important target. I I he's think I think I think, I think I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks would rather have Gronk on the field than Mike Evans.
2: Stop it. I I, I, I agree with that, I think honestly. They have so many weapons though
1: that See, Mike I think Evans is just them. a
2: touchdown threat.
1: You want to know who Tom Brady always looking for Mike Evans in the end zone. In the red zone, dude? It's Mike Evans every time.
0: You know who else Coming is up. also looking for a lot in the red zone?
1: Yeah, Gronk. Yeah, I know what you can't yeah. say healthy.
0: Maybe maybe the best uh quarterback to any receiver uh combination in football history. You it, saw what he did in the Super it, it, Bowl. You saw what he did last week. Gronk still number one. Number two. I agree. Michael, Mr. Diabeto is the second best yes, sir. tight end in the league. Mark Andrews, he does so much for that Ravens offense. And it typically goes unnoticed. That offense outside of Lamar and Andrews is subpar to downright terrible. I mean, their next best guy is Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is their best receiver. I mean, they they use Andrews in the run game. They use him in the pass game. He's their best catcher. He's probably their best blocker. He does so much for them. I love Mark Andrews, second best tight end in the league. Number three, I'm leaving off Travis Kelsey. George Kittle is the third best tight end in the league. George Kittle, much like Andrews, Kittle does everything (laughs) – Kittle does everything for the Niners, and when he is out, Everybody San Francisco,
2: missed though.
0: San Francisco missed doesn't look the same without him. You saw what again? This goes back to last week too. You saw what he did last week, and he scored forty fantasy points in my head last week in one of my leagues.
2: So that one hurt. Uh, no, I agree. He's he's a dominant force, but he Travis missed a lot Kelsey. of this season this year. What
0: has
1: Travis Kelsey um, done this yeah. year? This oh no, we we in receiving yards from a tight end. Yeah. What, what do and, you want? And that Chiefs offense looks great, huh? Also, has, has not missed a game, unlike your boy, Gronkowski, who's played like I don't know, five games this season. How many games has he played?
0: Travis Kelsey this year is not a top three tight end in the league. Oh, my
1: God. All right, who's next? Me and Mike. I'm for you, and I'll go. Number one, we got Mark Andrews, obviously. Wow. Because he, he has a better – I looked this up. He has a better reception to target ratio than Kelsey. So, obviously, Angel Marjo has thrown to him, so I feel bad. I'm going to put Mark first. Oh, my God. Second is Travis Kelsey, obviously.
2: Obviously. Can I, can I just add something? You know who's 11th in receiving yards this year in the NFL? Who? It's not even a wide receiver. It's Travis Kelsey, the tight end. And Cole doesn't
1: think he's not What is he doing? <laughs> Has not missed a game. He's healthy. And he, hes you have to guard him. He's, he's everywhere, dude. He kills you. Travis, you can't even guard him, actually. Keep okay, the I, too quick.
0: as as a fantasy owner of Patrick Mahomes, I'm very invested into Chiefs games this year. And every single time I look at Patrick Mahomes trying to throw the ball to Travis Kelsey, it goes into open space, and they look at each other like, "Oh, we're on the wrong page. You were supposed to go here. You're supposed." To... They don't seem to have the same sort of combination, the same sort of uh, agreement on where they're supposed to be on the football field together. It just doesn't look like the same Travis Kelsey to me. And I I would rather have George K- George Kittle blocks way better than Travis Kelsey. He's way more important to the San Francisco offense. I just
1: I, I don't see.
2: Oh, My God, Bench Kelsey. Correction, he's actually 16th in in yards. Still very impressive. No. He's the
1: most yards of tight end, and this is an off year for him. most. He's the most yards. Yeah, it's just, an off year I for him. I think it's hardly a mad top. Right? Usually, it's
0: usually hard. he's yeah. usually he's the best tight end in the league. Not this year. Just how it's going.
1: Yeah. And third, third I have Kittle. The Average of 13 yards. So Gronk's
0: Kittle. not even on your list.
1: This year, Gronk's not on my list this year. I think any oh normal person God. would have Gronk not on their list this year, right? He's he hasn't played, dude. What, what's the most important thing? He's Being so important field. to that team, though. He's
0: so important to that team. All right, I don't know. maybe uh, let's hear what you got. Please, please, please tell me you got Gronk on that list. No.
2: So number that's one, Kelsey, that's actually unreal
0: Kelsey,
2: for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Number two, Mark Andrews, and I think this this is just a fact that he's very consistent and uh, look at what he's doing with the quarterback. I love Lamar, but wow. I mean. You mean he's that doing, offense doing a lot, doing a lot with a little, um, and then third, neither of you guys said this guy. Um, I have T.J. Hawkinson. Oh God! Wow!
0: On the <laughs> one ten and oh one lines,
2: and, and thank you for bringing that up. Look at what he's doing on the one and ten lines. Uh, one, two. I'll give him the tie. They got that tie. I mean, he has Jared Goff throwing him the ball. Oh, because J- J- Jimmy's Goff. so much better. Yeah. Thanks. But he's, I'm just saying, he's doing a lot with Jared Goff. Alright, he's at 500, 583 receiving yards. I mean that's pretty impressive. Four touchdowns, not too high, but they don't score too many points anyways. And they target him a lot, sixty-one times. So I do like him. He's on my face. And he's young. I like it.
0: No, I got no problem with Hawkinson being a top five tight end. Is he better than Gronk? No.
1: He's better than Kittle. No.
0: No. So I'm getting so flamed I'm I'm we getting flamed for having Gronk on my list, and we're gonna let TJ Hawkinson slide.
1: I mean Nobody, nobody mentioned uh, Dawson Knox. Nobody, nobody mentioned won. Hunter Henry. Who? Da- Darren Waller. Who Hunter Henry. I think, has the most touchdowns. Yeah, down Darren Waller's sorry, having, right? year.
0: Darren Waller's having uh, definitely not one of his best years oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. Definitely, nobody a bad even year, but...
1: mentioned Darren Waller. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, still good not the, not the
0: best he's bit. still good, and he has the potential to be a top three too. I mean, I thought it was going to be Kelsey and Waller battling for that spot this year. Just not how it happens. Yeah, yeah it's
1: just Kelsey by a mile. There's yeah, only okay. three or
2: four great tight ends, and who else? Big did, mention, did you forget anybody else? There's a big drop off. There is. Evan Ingram, e- the All, all Pro. Oh God. Jared <laughs> no, Cook. He yeah, can't stay Jared Cook.
1: Jared.
0: John Smith, you saw that catch in Buffalo. All right. No, enough for that. Enough for that.
1: Okay, Mike Gesicki. Mike
0: Gesicki. Oh, okay. He's, 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 he's
1: good. consistent. That's
0: he's not bad. Yeah, and you have throwing.
1: Imagine having two are throwing to you. All
0: right, Jules. Jules, Jules where, where do you have Gronk this year then? If you don't have him, one. You don't have him two. You don't have him three. Where you got him,
1: dude? I'm gonna have to put a Hawkinson in front of him. I'm gonna have to put who else? Am I put? I'm putting Dawson Knox in front of him right this season. Yes, dude, he hasn't played. But when he plays, he is unstoppable. Yes, I don't care I that he hasn't played. He's the best tight end of all time. Yes, thank you. He's the best tight end of all time. Okay, but it, he is he healthy right? now? Right? He, he,
0: he's healthy right now though. So if I'm drafting a team, he's the first tight end off the board for this year. If I'm drafting a team to make it like right, uh, for a that, playoff then, run.
1: All right, if we're doing that, then yes, he's in my top three. But if we're just doing – I thought we were doing based off this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, based off this season, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his stats too. But I'm looking at his stats, but I'm also combining with the fact that he is just an absolute wrecking force. Maybe I got a little recency bias because of the last week he, he had a great uh, week. Uh,
1: but yes, yes, some, some goat bias. That's what it is.
0: I think – We put Tom Brady so...
1: first because he's playing good. You put, you put Gronk first because you remember the days no. he was tearing and, up July.
0: And, he, and he's playing good still. I mean, was not last week not good. He is,
1: but not top three.
0: All right, well, do we want to go to wide receivers or cornerbacks next? What What are you guys thinking?
2: Uh, oh, fuck! We man. can go to corners. Let's leave receivers last.
0: Okay, we'll go corners. Uh, Michael, I'm actually a little curious to see what you got for your uh, top three cornerbacks. So let's have yeah. you go first. Cool.
2: Corner is always tough because, well, first off, it changes every year. There's never it's never the same three guys every season or the same two guys. Um, but for number one this year, I, I got Diggs. Diggs is Diggs is having. An unbelievable season. I know he gets beat sometimes. I know. All the time. But when, he's you, not have, even when, you, have, when you have seven interceptions, when you lead the league in interceptions by that, he has nine. It's, you, you got it. Nine. nine now. Wow. He has nine interceptions this year. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty impressive. I know he gets beat sometimes, but it is what it is. He's still the best corner this year. I mean, obviously it's going to change, um, but that's my number one. Number two, Jalen Ramsey. Probably been the most consistent corner the last, I don't know, since he's been with Jacksonville. I think he's... He's been top three for sure. People just yeah. don't want to throw his way. He's always a problem. Uh, he's always always covering the best receiver, too. Um, so he's number two. And then for number three, this is tough. Um, I got Alexander on the uh, Packers, another guy who's been consistent for a lot of years. Um, he's been with the Packers for a while, and another guy who always covers the best receiver and does a good job. Um, so those are my he's top he He's threes. been hurt for it's a little of, bit this year, though. He has, but when he when he's playing, he's good, and... Like I think, I said, I think it, when it he's playing, he's
0: choose. probably the best in the league, to be honest. Yeah,
2: he's definitely – exactly, and that's, that's what it is. He's, he's very consistent. Um, but, again, it's, it's very hard to choose corners, the top three corners, just because it changes every year, and it's hard to look at certain stats. Like, for example, I did have Diggs at one, and he lead the league in interceptions. But, like I said, he does get beat. It happens. But the, the yeah, interception it's is like, a huge, it's a huge it's deal. like.
0: I mean maybe maybe certain people would rather have the intercept they'll they'll take the couple burns for those interceptions, but maybe some people would rather like the uh the consistent coverage that like someone like uh, Alexander provides. So yeah.
2: Exactly. And Ramsey and Alexander are very similar to me. Um mm-hmm. the reason I put Ramsey ahead of him just because Ramsey plays more. He's he's always on the field and he, he usually locks down the, the best receiver. And he's so. been doing it longer. Exactly. And he's been doing it longer. All right, Jules. All right cornerback please
0: please please have who i want you to have on at least in the top three i'm thinking of a name that michael didn't say
2: can i also first uh an honorable mention xavier uh howard on the dolphins that man is the definition of consistency that guy's been the league forever Xavier did a great job howard there. is a great player yeah except when he plays tom Brady. well but he does a great job down there i mean he's been a lot he's been on a lot of bad teams but he does a great job honorable mention Agree. All right. Number one on my list.
0: Is at
1: Atlanta Falcon, actually. Wow. A.J. Terrell. Okay. He has, the, he has the fewest receptions on him. He has the, the fewest re- in receiving yards. He only has 114 receiving yards. And you're playing on the Falcons defense, which is like probably the worst defense in the league. One of the worst defenses in the league. And he lets up 114 receiving yards. And yards per attempt when they throw A.J. Terrell, 2.9. So, I mean, they're going nowhere on this guy. He's from Clemson. He was, it's, people say he was a bust last year, but he's absolutely picking it up this year. So, I got A.J. Terrell, number one. And he covers their best player. So Number two, another shock, Casey Hayward on the Raiders. I hear a stat. Has not allowed a touchdown in 587 snaps. Wow. Nobody has scored a touchdown on Casey Hayward. He has zero interceptions, but nobody's thrown to him. No touchdowns on him. And what else? Only 239 yards on him this year, which is very impressive. And Cole, I know who you want me to say, number three. I know who you're going to want me to say, but it's not. I have Trayvon Diggs. I mean, nine oh, receptions. God. He might break the record. You get. What's it, What's the point of defense? Getting your ball through your offense. And what does he do? Takes with nine receptions already. How can you not have him in the top three? But I know who you're talking about. So let's hear it, Cole.
0: Yeah. So someone you guys didn't have at all, uh, JC Jackson's the best cornerback in the league.
1: Oh. Yep. We so him. why do you have him? So, one?
0: so I, I, let, let me throw a couple stats out there for you guys. Seven seven interceptions, that's second only behind Diggs. 17 pass defenses, that's number one in the league. And it is kind of it is kind of about what, what you're doing for me right now. J.C. Jackson has allowed four catches in the past four games and has four interceptions in those games. So the same cool. amount of interceptions he has in four games, this, this doesn't include the Bills game. The Bills game, okay. throw that one out the window, not that one. But he has four interceptions and has allowed four catches in his past four games. That is unbelievable. They don't call him Mr. INT for nothing. He's the most pivotal player on the best defense in the league. JC Jackson, best cornerback in the league. Number two, Jalen Ramsey. He has been the best cornerback in the league for some time now. Um, His dominance just simply does not go down. He's consistent, as Michael said. He's always locking down the best player on the other team. So, yeah, hard to argue against someone like Jalen Ramsey. And the number two actually was Michael's honorable mention, Xavier Howard. Uh, Jules, I like AJ Terrell. Michael, Andrews, I like Diggs. But Diggs, I watch Diggs get a pick six against the Pats, and then the next play, give up a 75-yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne. I, I'll
1: blame that the safety.
0: That's unbelievable. I mean, that that's just like, I don't know. He's got to show me a little something. He, he's a wide receiver turned into cornerback. He has a lot of talent, but I think he's not completely finished yet. Xavier Howard is on a mediocre at-best offense team. He has four interceptions, 35 tackles, and two forced fumbles that's pretty impressive for a team that's really not that good. And he's always locking down the best player. So, but Michael, like you said, cornerbacks are hard to pick. And I feel like you can't really be mad at any of the ones that we picked because they're all the, the differences between the, the best corner and the 10th best corner. It's not that much. I mean, there, if you're an elite corner, you're an elite corner, you're locking down the people that are coming against you. Right. So. I
2: agree. It's a very hard position.
0: Very hard position.
2: That's what I was saying. It changes every year, you know. it's never the top dog stays for, you know, five-plus years. It changes every week. Yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year two years ago, and we didn't even say his name.
1: Nope. Who else we didn't say? There's so many guys.
0: There's so many cornerbacks. Jalen Mills. There is. Just kidding. Uh, Bradbury. How's Bradbury doing this? Marlon
2: Marlon Humphrey. He's all right. I mean, again, like, he was probably one of the best corners last year, and now he's He's still good, but. All right. You know, not as good as last year.
0: So we got two left. We got D linemen and wide wide receivers. We'll go D linemen because I feel like this, will probably go pretty quick. Um, I'll start it off. Aaron Donald one, that's it. If you have anyone else, Jules will probably have someone else somehow. Um, <laughs> just, I I don't know I, I I don't know how you could possibly have anyone else. Aaron Donald. Number two, Fletcher Cox. Uh always draw, drawn double teams. He's been elite for so many years. He's an absolute unit, a wrecking ball, and he's having another great season. And then number three, I got Chris Jones, who the Chiefs cheating? have been yeah, relying like the Chiefs have been relying on their defense more than their offense, which is wild to say, especially how bad their defense is playing earlier in the year. Um, and Chris Jones has been a big reason why they've been winning a lot of games, why they're leading the AFC West um when patch mahomes and kelsey and hill aren't playing the great he's a staple on that defense and he's having another great year so yeah that's what i got all
1: right i might i might have messed this up oh my god we're, are we are doing just like d tackles yeah no we're doing like no linebackers
0: i mean if you want to throw linebackers and since you got it what are you going to have like what about Watt? linebackers
1: that would that would line up yeah, basically, they would line up on the line. So TJ
0: Watt, yeah, I had TJ Watt at two behind Donald, yeah. but then I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to re- include a linebacker, but yeah, sure, you can keep TJ right, Watt. He plays
2: the edge though. Sometimes, so
0: yeah, that's
1: my number one. I, I also
0: I would love to mention Miles Garrett too. Miles Garrett's a fucking world killer. Okay. So, I forgot yeah. to throw him in there, but he's hard to mention. Somebody who?
2: So cool. who'd you have? Er- what was yours again?
0: Donald, Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones.
2: Okay, that's good. I like that list. That's awesome. Thanks.
1: All right, I'll go. Number one, I got TJ Watt. Most tackles for loss. I, I,
0: I knew someone wasn't going to have Aaron Donald first. I, I knew someone wasn't. And I knew it was going to be. Most sacks.
1: Loss. And of course, most, be most tackles yeah. for loss. Most forced fumbles is TJ Watt. He's a game changer. Number two is Miles Garrett. Oh, my God. Miles Garrett is single handedly carrying that Browns defense. He's, he's second in sacks and he's second in tackle for loss. Third, I can't believe you skipped over this guy. Matthew Junon. He's also a leader. Is he not a leader? This man, somebody was tweeting out red sleeves. They didn't even know his name. They saw, it. wow, this guy's a game changer. 12 and a half sacks, third tackle loss. Matthew Junon, the key to the Patriots defense, which you said, did you say, them one the well, league? I said, Matthew I Junon, said
0: JC really Jackson was the key to that defense.
1: And shout out Michael Parsons. Easily rookie. So, so Aaron the year.
0: Donald isn't even a tie. Aaron Donald was ranked the best player in the NFL you know, two years, years ago. Not like in the NFL, not just defender, not just his position, best player in the NFL. And you're not even going to put him top three in his position.
2: That's crazy. Not this year. He's not in my top three. This year. Unbelievable. And you Wait, is, you I, know my, what that is? That's, this, that's, this a is, casual, that's a, such a casual top this, three list because you don't see Aaron Donald score touchdowns. You don't see Aaron Donald get sacks all the time. That's a casual pick right there. Shout all right, out, Michael. Michael Parsons. All right, so see, I'm a, you know silly over here all right aaron Donald number one and then for number two i had this was tough between two and three i i have chris jones at number two okay um he's just a force in that defense and like you were saying they they the chiefs are relying heavy on that defense this year and he's kind of like the cornerstone of that defense him and i think uh matthew i mean but chris jones obviously and then for number three this was tough i have tj watt uh he's just an absolute beast he plays through a lot of injuries too. I mean, there's a lot of games where he's questionable and he still plays, comes back from injuries. And he just, he always gets the quarterback. Even if it's not a sack, he always, he's always there. Um, honorable mentions though, this was tough. It was a tough list, but the Bosa brothers, they're having really good years. I mean, I know they're hurt. Um, and then Parsons, obviously. Parsons, for him being a rookie, he's doing a lot. Um, might win defensive player of the year. We don't know yet, but he, he's having a hell of a year there. Um, really wish the Giants got him, but you know we're not going to talk about that. But yeah, so Aaron Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, DJ Watt, have really Michael. I'm years. glad that
0: I mean, and I expected you to understand Aaron Donald's dominance and how good he is. I thank you for that. I, thank God you're on this episode because if I had to go one on one with Jules and he didn't even throw Aaron Donald's name in there, I would have lost my mind. So thank you, Michael. Yeah.
2: And Fletcher Fletcher Cox is a good pick, but I, I he's just not as good as he used to be. No, he's I, older.
0: I. If I were including linebackers, it would go Donald one, Watt two, Jones three. But I just I don't know. Pick pick D tackles instead. I like yeah. uh as you said, Jules, I, I do like Miles Garrett. I mean that that dude's probably the best D end in the league. So it's a good pick too. Yeah, but the fact too. that you didn't have Aaron Donald just completely makes all your takes just irrelevant.
2: So he just it's hard. You know why Jules didn't have Aaron Donald? Because there's no stats you can look up. To, to see that he's it's like doing. oh he doesn't there lead are the obviously in, he
0: doesn't lead the league in sacks doesn't leave the league in tackles what does he do yeah that, that's what he thinks no,
2: there are but he draws double teams every time he's on the field and it's that opens up sometimes. lanes for other guys you know what i'm saying so and he, he stuffs a run he just he's a, he's a demon dude he's been doing it for how long now i mean he's been in, like the top five when they at the end of the year they do the h- top 100 players what is he like top five every single season he, he was one he was year.
0: one the year after Patrick mahomes had like that insane season and he won mvp they still put aaron donald at one yeah, because he's a beast.
1: And the players know. The
0: players know. Jules, defend Jules yourself. About. Also,
1: shout out to and Domkin Sue. He's having a great season. Vita Vay too. I think the
0: I was gonna put Vita Vey. The
1: Buccaneers are I think they're second in rushing yards allowed right now. So I mean that Buccaneers defense is good. And Sue, we thought he was old. He's coming back, he's playing great. Probably gonna be a pro baller. Shout out to hey, I uh, forgot about uh
2: my boy there.
0: Yeah. JPP. That, just a quick shout out to oh, the yeah. entire Buccaneers defense, honestly. Devin uh Bush. Yeah, Devin Bush out there in the linebacker position. I mean, he's a monster. Shout out
2: the entire Bucs roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Congratulations to the Super Bowl champions last year. Who would have thought? Yeah. All right. And this year. What I think is probably the most debatable one, uh, we'll go to wide receivers now. Um, oh, as, God, as a collegiate, on. as a current collegiate wide receiver, Michael, why don't you start us off? Shout out uh, Bridgewater Bears. All
2: right. So this is really receivers Ooh. now. It's tough because there's so many good ones. And the game now is throw, throw, throw. And obviously, there's a ton of guys. I'm, I'm going to get some hate for this, but it's all right. So number one, I got Justin Jefferson. Ooh, I mean, he's, let's he's dom-
0: fucking go, Michael.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's just dominating the league right now. And something to point out that that people don't notice, you still have Adam Thielen on that team, who's having a great year as well. But for Justin Jefferson to put up these numbers with Adam Thielen on the same field as him, it's it's unbelievable. So he's having just an unbelievable season, and he's so young, still, which is which is amazing. Hopefully, the Vikings can do something in the future with him.
0: What were we talking against, about just yeah. before uh before we started recording? Who who got picked before him? What was it? Uh, Jalen Rieger.
2: Oh yeah, Jalen Rieger. Remember when Eagle, Jalen Rieger Eagles was fans. picked before Ooh, Justin Reager. Jefferson
0: last year in the draft? Unreal. Yeah,
2: yeah. Poor Eagles fans. But yeah, Justin Jefferson's having an unbelievable year, and he has a bright future ahead of him. Um, for number two, I have Devontae Adams. Um, he's been probably the most consistent receiver the last few years Um, he's having a great year this year with the Packers Um, I was happy to see Aaron Rodgers come back this season because I know they're going to do some great things Um, this is a guy you know he he does have trouble staying on the field sometimes just because of injuries but he's he's dominant I mean when when you when you see him on the field he's always scoring they always throw it to him no matter if they double team him or not and just to touch back on our corners you know Ramsey was guarding him I think this was a game last year and This is, you know, the one time that you saw Ramsey, you know, having some, having some trouble. So I think he causes problems and he's on a great team, which helps. And then for number three, I'm going to, I'm going to get a lot of hate. I already know it's fine, but I have DeAndre Hopkins. I, I know he's having a a tough season. I have on my fancy team. He's having a tough season, but he's been the, the best receiver in the last, whenever he came to the NFL. I mean, he had guys that you didn't even know who, who their names were quarterback, throwing to him on the Texans. I mean, you had got Tom Savage was his quarterback <laughs> Who is Tom Savage? I mean, he finally gets a great quarterback in uh, in Murray, who's also hurt at times. I mean, but he had lost together for a little
0: bit, but we all know what he did.
2: There. He did for a little bit, but when they're together, they're unbelievable. And if they, they can stay healthy together for the rest of the season moving forward, they're going to have a great year. So Michael, I know he's he's injured a lot of this season, but
0: Michael, we're kicking Jules off the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Because do you want to know what my list is?
2: Yeah, I, have, I, have,
0: I have one Devontae Adams, two, Justin Jefferson, three DeAndre Hopkins.
2: I love
1: it. Devontae Adams. Right now. Yep. Devontae yeah, Adams,
0: shooting. every defense knows every defense knows where the ball is going when they face the Packers. And they still can't stop it. He has 80 catches. Look, He has 80 yeah, catches for thousand eighty-three man. yards and five touchdowns this year. And who else is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? Valdez Scantley.
2: Exactly. Wow. And they had and they had Tonyan, and he was he's hurt now for the year that was the only other target i mean number two I mean, you know the ball's going to him
0: number two as you said uh michael you had him one but i have justin jefferson too he's emerged as a legitimate star in minnesota this year him and thielen are the best one-two connection in the league and every single game it seems like jefferson's putting up big uh numbers before last night's game he had 78 catches for 1209 yards even more than adams and seven touchdowns which is two more than adams he added to that. I think he had seven catches for 80 yards and a touchdown last night. So another big night. And then Hopkins, uh, he's not having the year we all expect him to have. Um, it's been kind of riddled by injuries, as Michael talked about a little bit. His size and frame alone is like it's it's kind of like why Jules always sucked uh Julio Jones' dick. He like loves just how athletic and big he is. DeAndre Hopkins is that like times two. And we saw last week, even when he's not 100 percent I mean, did did, did oh you God. see the catch he made yesterday in the, cor- the, cor- the corner of the end zone, in the front corner of the end zone? That touchdown that he made last week was unbelievable, and he's still not even 100%. So when he's on the field, he's the best wide receiver in the league, and even when he's on one leg, he's top three. So Jules, take it away.
1: I agree. Number one, the Adams, obvious reasons. Number two, the fact that you guys didn't even mention it. This is just – I think this is a race thing. This is a race thing. Oh, my God. Cooper Cuff, Are you kidding me? <laughs> How do you not mention Cooper Cup? I'm not mad you about mean, that. I'm not mad about that. What you, Cooper Cup? Are you kidding me? That man's 24-7, 7-11. Cooper Cup always open. The man's a beast. Leads the league in receiving yards. Yeah, you're going to say stats, stats. These stats matter. Receiving yards, lead the league. Most touchdowns, lead the league. How do you not even mention Cooper Cup? How do you not even mention Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup is right now, he's, probably the, he's playing his best right now. He's playing the best. He's the best wide receiver this year. It's Cooper Cup by a mile. But we know Devontae is double team and all that. So that's why I'm going to put Devontae first. But Cooper Cup has to be second on U.S. And third, third is tough. Julio Jones. No. Oh, my God. I hope not. (laughs) No. Not this year. Number three, Keenan Allen. Best route runner in the league. Stud. Keenan Allen is number three. Also, he is – all right, Herbert's good. But Keenan Allen, he's a security blanket. He's always open. He's consistent. I have Keenan Allen at three. Some people are going to say Jamar Chase should be up there, too. I don't think he's up there. No, not yet. Uh, I thought they didn't
0: have Justin Jefferson in your top three. is kind of alarming, but okay.
1: Yeah, Justin Jefferson, happening. he's definitely there. Yep. but honestly, I think I'm going to take Keenan Allen over Justin Jefferson. And who else is up there? Well, obviously, I feel like the Bucks. it's not really fair because it cancels out because you could put Chris Godwin up there or Mike Evans, but they're on the same team, so there's only one ball. So, but, I mean, both of those players could be easily be number one on many teams. So, you got to mention those two,
2: but that's my three. Yeah, I don't hate the Keenan Allen pick. He's, as, I don't know if you guys know, he's my favorite receiver, but. I know, that surprised me. No, he, he is. He's my favorite. He's very consistent. He, he is very. I think he's, it's hard to say he's the best route runner now. He was for many years, but this guy's like Justin Jefferson, who was a great route runner. Amari Cooper, Cooper, Cooper Cup, who was a great route runner, but Keenan Allen is very reliable. He doesn't drop the ball. Top three is very tough, though. He's top 10, but he's not top three.
1: And the same thing goes for the Cowboys with the Bucks. Playing too many talent, there's only one ball, but CD Lamb has been he's been amazing. Amari Cooper's mm-hmm. been amazing. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup's coming back healthy, he's looking pretty good. But I it's think, just the fact that there's three of them on the same team.
0: I think wide receivers are just like cornerbacks. There's not a lot separating yeah, the, 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 the top group. It changes every year. Cooper Cup, yes, I I don't hate that pick, Jules. He is stat-wise the best wide receiver in the league. It's just and Michael, as a I think two-time fantasy owner of Cooper Cup will tell you. Before three, this year. Three-time
2: fantasy this man doesn't play a full season ever. First, this is the first year in, in three straight years I did not draft him. I said, you know what, I'm giving up on him. He gets hurt every season. And what's it this year? He's healthy. Th- doesn't miss one game. He's he's lean on numbers.
0: So yeah, I mean also based off of this year, Cooper Cup probably is the best wide receiver in the league, but I, I have a little bias in terms of like I don't know. He he's done it for 14 weeks or whatever, 13 weeks this year. Great for him. I just don't know if This level of success is like truly sustainable for him.
1: No Tyree Kill, huh? No Tyree Kill.
0: That offense looks awful. It's it's crazy how bad the Chiefs offense looks. Yeah, no, Stefan. Debo Samuel. There's only three spots. Debo Samuel's a running back nowadays, huh? True. He's
1: good.
2: All right.
0: He's good though. So I think Cordell pass Yeah, right. I mean, he could be technically. Um so I think. That, that'll do it for the uh, the top three segment. But staying on football, some uh, NFL Week 13 reactions. I, I have a couple. Um, starting off, number one, the biggest reaction, I think, and it's one that a lot of people around the sports world shared. Patriots are the best team in the AFC, and Bill Belichick solidified himself as the best coach of all time. Did you hear me correctly, Jules? Jules, did you hear what I said? Bill Belichick solidified himself as the best coach of all time. How do you feel about that?
2: I agree. I completely agree. Wow. Yeah, we have it on record now, so.
0: Yeah, we do have it on record now because.
1: I just, just had some things to say when my turns up.
0: Let me let me tell you, week six, you were you were ready to tell me that he's an, an average coach at best.
1: There was so much I could take. It was a lousy season last year. We started off, what, two and four? That's what yeah, we were. Last
2: year I heard fire Belichick. That's what I heard last year.
1: All right. Terrible. The second
0: reaction I have, the rest of the AFC makes no sense. I can't figure it out. Who's the next best team? Is it the Ravens? Is it the Chiefs? The Colts? Is it the Bills? Is it the Colts? Is it the Bengals? I couldn't tell you. There's there's so many teams that lose to shit teams, beat shit teams, beat bad or beat good teams, lose to good teams. It, it's it's a mess. Even the Pats, I mean, yeah, they're riding a hot streak, but they could slow down too. I mean, who knows? The AFC is just an absolute brain fuck right now. I can't figure it out. And then my last reaction, as Jules predicted perfectly, the Vikings do not know what the word easy means. They are the most inconsistent yep. team of all time. They have wins over the Chargers and the Packers, and then they lose to the Browns, 49ers, and Lions. Makes no sense. Last night, they have a 29-0 lead, and in five minutes, the Steelers score three touchdowns, and all of a sudden, it's a one-touchdown game. This team does not know what the word easy is, and Jules, I actually applaud you for making that pick last week, that you had a plus-seven lines. That was an unreal pick. Good job.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: go. Right. You go, Mike. Well, just talk about the Vikings. I, I do like the Vikings. I think there's so, so many issues, but when, what happens to the Vikings is when you have Kirk Cousins and you sprinkle in Zimmer as a coach and you have that terrible defense, it's just, you never know what you're going to get. You really don't. I mean, Kirk Cousins is- And you a- play for the Vikings. Who is it? And you play for the Vikings. Just no joke. Yeah, but no, I think Kirk Cousins is good. He has all the weapons in the world. I mean, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you should be winning multiple games. I know the defense isn't great. It's night. It's good at times. Like they looked three quarters last night. That Vikings defense but, looked like the eighty-six Bears. They did. They looked, they looked unbelievable. But I, some of those play calls were just were just terrible. I mean, Mike Zimmer is just. I, I mean. I he's gotta go. I don't he's know. If he, go. I don't know if he's on the hot seat. I, I think he is, but I, think I don't is. know if they're gonna get rid of him. He's been there a they long should. time, so we'll see. Um, But yeah, so some other takeaways from Week 13. Um, going back to Belichick. Belichick is the greatest coach. And I, Jules, I know Jules, you had for saying oh, he's overrated. It's Brady. No, listen, this guy. It is, it band- is partially Brady, though. I you have to no, admit it's to Brady too. It is. Yep. I agree. This man ran the ball 46 times in one game. 46 times. You know how many coaches would be like, run the ball 10 times, like, right, let's throw it now, let's throw it now. No. The man knew what to do. He understands his players. And that's why I give a lot of credit to Mac Jones. He, he just wanted to win. I know he had no say. Three, three times the ball. But listen, Bill Belichick, there was a point in the game, I think it was it was third and five, and he ran a QB sneak. What coach runs a QB sneak on third and five, Right. That is the smartest play. It was third and five. He got right four teams. yards, too. It's four-down territory. It's four-down territory. And Mac Jones got four yards, and they picked up the first after. What other coach would do that? Literally none. He just out schemed everybody. He, he just does an amazing job.
0: Michael, did you see what another, Sean McDermott was saying after the game? He was like, Let, let's not give Bill
2: Belichick too much credit. I mean, it, it was like, what Sean do you McDermott mean? Sean McDermott can go to hell. And that was another thing. I'm not taking anything away from the Patriots because they're the best team in the AFC, no, no doubt, no doubt. But the Bills coaching that might have been the worst coaching I've ever seen in one game in my life. They ran the ball 46 times. Put everyone in the box. Don't you like make Mac Jones throw the ball? The win was 60 miles per hour. If you give up a, a six-yard touchdown to Mac Jones, you know what? Tip your cap. You know what? We we, yeah. we we just let it up, it's fine. You have to put everyone in the box. They were they stacking was, the
1: box, so kind
2: of. They, they let up Jerry's what he wants. Put eleven eight-yard touchdown. You cannot let up a, a, a 50 plus yard touchdown when they're only running the ball. You can't win it. You can't lose a game when the opposing team throws three passes. That can't happen. That is just terrible coaching. And I think the MVP of the past game against the Bills, you know who it was that no one's talking about? Michelle Harry. The entire Patriots' own line. They ran the ball 46 times, they blocked 46 times for the run. They did an unbelievable job. I, that's all I gotta say. And David Andrews, Good kicker too,
1: go Big full. Some big, see, see. hit some big field goals. Some that basket. He, he do. hit one.
0: He hit one field goal. Wasn't
1: that not big? It was.
0: You said it, big it battered, field goals.
1: Because they could have just what's it called? They could just kick one right there. And
2: won't actually, and no, he did game.
0: hit two. That's my bad. He But yeah,
2: no one talks. No one talks about the O line. I think that they should get a lot of respect. They run the ball forty six times, and they 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 blocked a great d line on the Bills. They got a good defensive the build. They do. So they did a good job. And then the week 13, I was happy that the Lions got their first win. Yep. I was happy for that. They deserved it. The Lions uh, aren't the worst team in the NFL.
0: I'm glad they got the they win because they're not the worst team in the NFL. They just happen to be the only team that didn't have a win yet. But yep. do I trust the Lions more it's than Houston the Texans or the Jets? Maybe the not. the Jaguars.
1: Maybe not the Jets. Yeah.
0: The Jaguars, yeah. Like, there's worse yeah. teams out there. Trevor Lawrence.
2: Don't get me started on yeah. Trevor Lawrence. And then just one more thing about week 13. Heineke, I, I hate that he's in my division because I love him so much. But all I hear is they're going to draft a quarterback next year. They're going to draft him. Can we give the man a chance? I mean, he's beating good teams. Can, why can't he be a franchise six and quarterback? Six, six
0: and six on a, on a
2: not great uh, Washington Their football Their defense team. is not good this year. He's, he's carrying the team. They're picking it up. He really is carrying the team. And, and they try, they're just finding reasons to get rid of him. Why are you going to draft a quarterback when you have a quarterback you can build with? He's doing good. He's beating good teams. Draft, get an no alignment. Get defense. I don't know. It just bothers I, me that that I agree.
0: Need, they need him, a linebacker. I, I don't hate Heineke. They need Chase Young back is what they need.
1: They do. He, even though he wasn't playing very good this season. He was a sophomore. I mean, slot. it was
0: what? Like four games, five games,
1: man? No.
0: He had time to turn around. Like, He's been out a while, man. I don't know what week it was.
1: All right. Here's my NFL Week 13 reaction. First, Justin Herbert is the real deal. He established it this week. They went on the road. They beat Cincinnati, which, which come, it could come down as a wild card between Chargers and Cincinnati, and they did that head-to-head. Huge win to go 7-5. He threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and he outplayed who everybody says, oh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, who threw two interceptions He got outplayed in his own arena in a huge game. And it was a, it was a big win for the playoff race. So, so Justin Herbert – Great
0: game. This goes back to what I was Second. saying a little bit earlier, too, is the Chargers, when the offense is clicking, looks like they could be possibly the best team in the AFC, too. But then they'll play games and no the card. offense, and then the offense will look like shit sometimes. It makes no sense. I agree. I agree. It's crazy. I don't know what the Chargers are. I, just like the rest of the AFC, I don't know what the AFC is. It it confuses me every single week. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: My next one is, you guys going to be like, wow, wow, what's this? I don't think they'll trust Mac Jones. First of all, shut the fuck up. Let me say. This let, me, jewel, let me, let me, say, let me say, say, say something. Let me oh say something. Oh my god, you don't understand. The Raiders versus <laughs> the Patriots, in the snow and the wind. It's probably worse weather than that game. Listen to this. Brady threw the ball fifty-two times. Let me repeat that. Fifty-two times in the snow. Does anybody see videos of that? The snow is coming down. The wind and he, he Belichick said, "You know what, Brady." I trust you 52 times. Yeah, you know
0: why? Because the Raiders probably figured out how to stop the run and they realized that they couldn't just run the ball the whole time. The Bills exactly. kept giving just, up five, 10 yard rushes no, and they were like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Why do I got to change what I'm doing? They can't figure out what I'm doing.
1: You're telling me right now, if Tom Brady was in that game, he was throwing the ball three times.
0: I'm, I mean, probably not, but you're comparing Mac. You're comparing Mac. You're comparing the trust the that game? Bill Belichick has yeah, in I Tom know. Brady to Mac Jones. No
1: shit, he would trust Tom, that's Tom why, Brady. More. That's why I brought the Raiders we're back of all time. That's why I brought the Raiders where it was Brady's first. It was Brady's first playoff game. Yeah, but the Raiders were probably first stopping first the run in that starting. game. Yes. Okay. The, you, know, you know how many times the Bills could have scored? The Bills went to the Red Zone three times. They were, yeah, do you know
0: why? I mean, the first time was because Nikhil Harry couldn't field a punt. The second time was because of a bullshit that's late hit. That's, that's two of the times right there. What's the other time? Yeah, I can't control?
1: I, I know the weather. I know that. But you cannot. That, that just shows no trust. Tell me not. How do you throw the ball? No, it shows that times. it tell shows me. that everyone
0: in the cats organization some... wants a win, and that's how you they figured out play they action.
1: could
0: win. You they did do, do a play action. Act, play they work. did do a play action. They threw the ball to Johnny Smith, and the ball literally
1: went like this. Good point. Out. Okay, that was one. Time. Thank you. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, also barely. The win. But when they, there's a great. Catch. When they had the win, when you have the win, why not do
2: some play action? Throw the ball on the field because they could run was, the ball for five yards every play. Belichick's a very "if it ain't broke, don't fix it." You're beating a team by running the ball; just run it. When they played the Raiders, they ran the ball and they couldn't do anything. Look at the the rushing yards that team was probably so low.
0: He's waiting for the you know Bills. He's waiting for the Bills to make the mistake. He's not going to let Mac Jones do the mistake. He's going to make the Bills make a
1: mistake, and that's what happened. Exactly. They made a couple mistakes, the Bills they couldn't stop the, the run.
2: The Bills couldn't stop the run, so why would you stop running the ball? I,
1: I, I get what you're okay, saying. You run the ball. You couldn't mix in a couple play action for kid. Three times. But if they're running
2: on. down their throats, why would you I, stop? I, I, and, that's why, it was and
1: that's why – Sometimes it was like second and, second and three, all right? Second and three. You've been running the whole thing. Why not just take a shot? Second and three. Take a shot on second down. Play I action. Guess, why would you stop running the ball? Because like, That's
2: why Belichick's the greatest. See, because it, other coaches would try to do that, and they would throw a pick and lose the game. Belichick, so, have no trust in Matt Jones. If it, so it broke, don't fix it. Belichick does not care about stats. He doesn't care about this. He cares about winning the game. A, no, no, you don't have to mix in this, mix so, in that. So, if Matt Jones threw the ball,
1: they won't win that game.
2: No, probably not. Thank you for answering my question. So, but that not nothing don't to, have to do, to do much much. with trust. Yeah. That just—it's uh, just how. How, how? how do you have no trust? That's him winning the game, wanting to win the game.
0: Three oh yeah, he has no he trust by cutting. He, he had no trust by cutting Cam Newton at the beginning of tra- training camp and saying we're going all in on Mac Jones. He had absolutely no trust. Exactly. Thank you,
2: Cole. Thank you for that. He had no choice.
0: He has no Why? trust
2: him. Oh, we're gonna start you, your rookie year. Oh, Why we're no we're gonna him. we're
0: gonna cut the guy that you're competing with, a guy who's won a super or went to the super bowl and won an MVP. You're gonna All be right, the guy. The you're same, a rookie, don't, don't, but we don't trust you. Don't throw kid, the football this not year. The same kid.
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a good point though, Jules. I mean, he didn't throwing the ball was 50, 50, 50, 52 times. He threw
1: 52, 52 times in the snow with Brady, who what was a backup to Drew Bledsoe. He had more faith than a backup to Drew Bledsoe. I don't think though he just started. I don't think
0: it has to do with faith either.
1: I'm saying it's just a little trust. It's like, listen, just keep, even like ten times, throw the ball ten times. It, it, it. was
0: surprising least, how little it was. My when I was watching the it's... game actually, when I was watching the game, shout out Dibs, He was on the podcast last week. I was watching it with him. He uh, in the first quarter, he said, "Do you have over under ten throws for Tom Brady today?" Or not Tom Brady, sorry, Mac Jones. And I said, "I said over." Boy, was that the wrong choice? He threw three passes. So, Jules, you got any more reactions? Yep.
2: And honestly. Hold on. Yes, there. how many rushing yards the Patriots had that snowball game? 68 oh. rushing yards. 68 rushing yards. Obviously, oh, the Raiders were doing something right there. What did, they, what did they have against the Bills? Like 200 rushing yards? No,
0: They had like 100. It yeah, no, they insane. had 100 and something in, in the first half. It was like 150 in the first half, 120 in the first half.
2: It was. That's what I'm saying. The, the Raiders obviously figured out how to stop the run, so they had to pass. It had nothing to do with him trusting Brady more than, than Mac Jones. It, it doesn't. It's him Thank understanding the game. Thank you, Michael. The Raiders figure out how to stop the run. The Bills okay. couldn't figure it out. Let's see.
0: George, you got another reaction?
2: Total yards, rushing yards, two hundred and twenty-two <laughs> rushing yards. That's perfect. Two hundred and twenty-two versus
1: sixty-eight. That's perfect. Yeah, wonder- who, who could stop the run? You mixed it? a couple of play action, that game would have been would have been a blowout. But why? Blow. They don't need a blowout. But they didn't dude. need. We need a blowout. They're won. They're... The they they won. They don't need a blowout because we won. They don't need a blowout. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. But you're... if the Bills score, and now we need a Patriots drive to win the game. Are they throwing it still, or they but, it? Yeah. but
0: you're going away from your point. But they don't. Nothing to do but with they didn't it. have, have to do that, that ever because they were never losing. Three. They would have thrown the ball exactly. in that situation, but guess what? They didn't do that because guess what? It. They weren't losing.
1: If they mix in some play action, that game is a blowout. Maybe. I'm telling you, the game is a blowout. Maybe, but does but does
0: Bill does Bill Belichick care about a blowout or does he care about a W?
2: From, you're going away from the point, though. It has nothing to do with trust or not trust. It's, mm, it's irrelevant. It made it a little airy. All right. Any more reactions? Uh, let
1: me see. No, I have no more reactions. Besides right. Washington, is a hottest team in football.
0: I guess my last question for NFL reactions to people i have been talking about it a little bit this week, should the Cowboys be a little nervous that the Washington football team on their trail? They play this week. A win would go a long way for Washington. Should should Dallas be nervous? I know Michael's been off of the Dallas bandwagon since week one. I know Jules has been on it since week one. So, Michael, should they be nervous then?
2: Well, you see what McCarthy said, right? The head coach for the Cowboys. So we're going to win, right? He he said he guarantees a win. Wow. I'm not saying that this means anything, but that's got a lot of fire for the football team. It's got, I mean, it does. Anything's possible in NFCs. Trust me, anything is possible. All right. Uh I got a prediction for this weekend.
1: Dak Prescott throws for over three hundred and fifty yards towards Washington and the Cowboys win. Wow.
0: Because Dak Prescott has looked so great the past couple weeks. That's a good prediction. All right. Bounce back in. Enough of the NFL talk. We've been on it all day. Oh,
1: we've been talking for a while. Let's <laughs> see, we invite Mike on, he's a football guy. He gets us lost. We were talking about the NFL for yeah, now. Well, here I get lost, so don't worry.
0: Well, here we go, because now we have to talk about the NBA power rankings. And unfortunately, Miggy won't be able to include his precious little Knicks in there because they're playing like shit this year, as are the Celtics. I got,
1: I got in my top five. Please. Top five worst teams in the league.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go. Uh, instead Wait, of everybody doing so good this year. Instead of, good. instead of each of us giving our top five, let's just each say, let's go 1-1-1. One, one, one. So I'll start off.
1: Right, Number
0: one cute. team. Said it last week. I'll say it again. Phoenix Suns. They're dangerous. This was most obvious
1: one. The Phoenix,
0: Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. They're dangerous. They're hungry. They're, they're, half, they a, they're half a game Who behind the Golden Street? State Warriors. They, they just beat the Golden State oh. Warriors. They're 1-1 in the season, series. So uh, pick either one. It's a coin flip. Suns look dangerous. They're led by the same core that went to the finals last year. And they have incredible depth. Listen to the depth that this Phoenix roster has. CP3. Booker. Aiton. Bridges. JaVale McGee, Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson, Crowder, Shemette, Payton, Kaminsky. I mean, that's just one team. That's one team. I hope so. My God. That's, that's a, that's a, is that an all-star team? Or is that a team in the West? Oh, wait, that, that's just team in the West. That, that's the best team in the NBA Phoenix Suns.
2: Sorry. I, I didn't hear you say I fell asleep. when doing, you're talking about the, the depth of this Phoenix Suns. <laughs> All right. Number one, the most obvious
1: number one, probably in, all sports leagues right now is the Golden State Warriors. Not even close. Best offense, best defense. Golden State Warriors. And
2: Clay K- Thompson's coming back. Mike, who do you yeah. got? So I mean, I had the Warriors well, but cool. I, the Suns are a great team. I, it was hard. I mean, I, the Suns okay. and Warriors are in a, interchangeable.
0: Before we start wasting, yeah, exactly. Before we start wasting people's time, one and two is kind of interchangeable, right? I have Golden State too. Do you guys yeah, have Phoenix Suns, Suns too? Jones. Okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Steph is. Probably the MVP right now. Not even probably. He's definitely the MVP right now if he keeps playing like this. And they still don't have Thompson or a healthy James Wiseman back. So,
2: yeah,
0: it's, it's a great team. What
2: do you got for three, Cole?
0: For three, I got the Slim Reaper and the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. We have-
2: Same. Same. We, we all got that. We, we all okay. Brooklyn. Yeah.
0: I mean, debatably be the best player in the NBA, even though yeah. Steph Curry is probably the MVP. I think uh, KD is still the leader in points per game in the NBA, if I'm not wrong. Is. Um, can't count out two superstars and that's what they have they have two superstars so
2: and, and you know a great addition this offseason they made that was kind of under the radar was patty mills i'm a huge fan of patty mills patty i think mills, he does a lot old spur and he he kind of controls that offense i mean obviously kd does but he's he's a great piece i mean he's a great point guard to have um in the second the unit too well. right yeah yeah, so, I mean, he does a great job there, and they have, they have, uh, they're have full of depth, too. And, and they're, they're doing all this without Kyrie. Not that, I don't know, Kyrie might be a cancer to the team or whatnot, but they're, they're doing great without him. And if he comes back, great. If not, I don't think it's a big deal. I think they'll still win without him.
1: And and Harden is playing probably his worst basketball in the last, like, five years, and he's still averaging, what, 20-something? He averaged, like, what, aces?
0: And he'll also, shout-out. Out.
1: I think he'll figure it out. Shout-out to Friar Kid, David Duke. He's got his first debut for Brooklyn that day. He had nine points off
2: the bench. Shout yes, sir.
0: Out. Yes, sir, David Duke. That's actually, that's actually pretty yeah. sick. I didn't know that. That is sick. You
2: know All who right, I Jules. didn't know was on the Nets until a while ago was Paul Millsap. I thought he retired. Jeez.
1: Wow.
0: Well, the
2: Marcus Aldridge is playing good,
1: too.
0: You know who else I thought retired? Blake Griffin. He's still there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he should. All right, go ahead, Jules. All right, Jules, what do You got at four. We're sticking. We're going to the West. Back to the West. Utah Jazz. Number four. Oh,
0: Jules. Wow. What? Go ahead. Keep going.
1: I mean, come on. Rudy Gobert. And I hate Rudy Gobert. I do. I Gobert. Hate him, but he's the, he, he's a monster in the paint. He's Arguably the best defender in the league. You got Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley's picking up his game. That bench is ridiculous. Jordan Carson. I got the Utah Jazz.
0: I love Donovan I Mitchell. Him. Besides yeah. Chris Paul, he's probably my favorite player in the league. Chris Paul will always be my favorite. But Donovan Mitchell is an absolute monster. The thing about Utah is they always choke. Can we really trust Utah in the playoffs? Exactly. I can't. I them,
2: them and the Nuggets are the same team every season. Every year.
0: They dominate the regular season. They get the one and two seed, and then they lose to a more talented team, like who I have in the number four. And Jules, surprise, you didn't go here. Los Angeles Clippers. Never counting out two superstars, and they have two of the best in the league, two of the best two-way players in the league. Yeah, Kawhi isn't, hasn't been back yet, and Paul George is dealing with a little something right now. But when both of those guys are on the court, I mean, PG took them to the Western Conference Finals alone without Kawhi last year. Imagine them playing together. Imagine them playing together. It's going to be a tough team to beat in the West. Who you got for, Michael? Get
2: got the Bulls. I think the Bulls are having a great year so far. And this is top five right now. So I don't, they're not, I don't think they'll end in the top five to the end of the season, which is you know fine. But they, they, made, they won the offseason, in my opinion. They won the offseason. I would agree. Getting, getting ball. Getting and I I, I kind of shit on this, but the Mar the Rosen. I, I wanted oh, the, I was what I a other, man I was I was salty because I wanted the Knicks get him. And when they didn't, I was mad. But he I think he's leading the league in points. Is that is that true? Or he's leading something right now. Something
0: like that. I mean he if he's not an all-star, there's something wrong with the all-star selection, is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, but their uh their roster is great. Ball, him, and then uh the guy from the magic there, uh I can't pronounce the name. What's his name? Um, Ooh, the power forward.
0: Uh, Nusevich, yeah.
2: He's very underrated. I like him. Very good. They just have a good unit, and they they play well together. It's Nusevich, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing, The chemistry. They work well together, and they they play well together. So that's where I have my four. And then, uh, Cole, what do you got for five?
0: Five? I got the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks... Haven't looked the same team that they they usually dominate the regular season, but I think the championship run that they went on last year, They're still a defending champs. I think they learned that sometimes you might have to take it a little easier during the regular season, lay off the gas pedal a little bit. They're kind of taking that LeBron, LeBron James mentality where the regular season doesn't matter, and it's all about the playoffs. Giannis is even better than he was last year, which is unreal to say. The Bucs are always going to be a scary team, and the East sucks this year. Michael, I'm not mad about the Bulls pick. I almost put them in there. And I agree, maybe right now they're probably top five. So maybe I'm, I'm a little wrong for putting the Bucks in there. But it goes back to what you also said, where by the end of the year, I don't expect them to be a top five team. So I didn't throw them in there. I expect the Bucks to pick it up. Uh, but the East kind of sucks, once again. What's new?
1: Yeah. Number five, I got the Chicago Bulls. And let's just say something. They're Marty Rosen last year. ESPN ranked him number 82. Best player in the league. Players ahead of him. Howard Hero, like the ESPN disrespected DeRozan so much. He's having a bounce back year. Ball's playing great. He's, he's always been a great defender, but now you see him on offense. He's, he's, he's shooting the three very well. His passing is very well. Uh, Vucevic, obviously, and then you can't forget about Zach Levine. And again, Kobe White back. I think the Bulls are could be a very dangerous team in the East, but you know the East. Yeah. But I, I got the Bulls at five.
2: Yeah, and I, I got the Bucks at five. We don't. You know, Cole, you said enough. They're good, but they they're gonna take the regular season lightly because they know that the regular season doesn't matter as much. They want everyone healthy for the playoffs. It sucked when uh, Giannis missed those games in the finals um, or the conference finals, I think it was. But he missed his game in the playoffs, and that was big for them, not having him there. So, Bucks at five.
0: All
2: right. Uh, all
0: right. That's enough for the NBA.
1: Actually, shout out the Rockets. 6 six six seven game win streak. Seven, yeah. yeah. It's at seven now.
0: First but, first ever to go on a 14-game losing streak and then immediately follow it up with a seven-game winning streak. That's un- unreal. It it's is nice
1: unbelievable. Fun. They deserve a shout-out.
0: All right. Next, we got UFC preview. I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about the UFC. This is, this is kind of Jules' thing, but a big card coming up this Saturday. So, uh, Jules, without further ado, uh, you got anything to say about this?
1: This would have been the greatest card ever, if Moss at all, Obviously, he was fighting Edwards, but he did pick up an injury. He backed out, so they replaced him. But this card is still stacked. We get the opening of the main card. Sean Sugar O'Malley, fan favorite, is fighting Raleigh and Paiva. Sean O'Malley is obviously the big favorite. He just murdered a dude from Massachusetts, portuguese, and he was Portuguese, of course. Absolutely murdered him. Those, portuguese, to fight don't
0: fight, huh? Those portuguese guys? No,
1: nah, it's not. Sean O'Malley gave it to him. And I think if Sean O'Malley wins this, he honestly gets a shout at the title. He's been playing great. He's been fighting great. And
2: you guys have anything to say about Sean O'Malley? Yeah. So I'm not really a big UFC guy, um, but I do know Sean O'Malley. He's probably the only guy that I actually know, him and Chandler. Um, but I think, well, first off, I like to say I love the over in this in this fight. Two and a half rounds, right? When he fought that guy from Massachusetts. That 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 no name guy, he was a fill-in, right? Wasn't he like a it fill-in a last fill-in. minute? This absolute nobody, he took him the distance.
0: Was that the this one we we saw nobody. together?
2: Yes, yeah. when he oh took. Oh my god! He, he took two hundred. This man took <laughs> two hundred and thirty strikes. Two hundred and thirty strikes. It's nobody, unless unless this guy from mass is the next Rocky Balboa, and I don't know it. <laughs> O'Malley needs to step up seriously. That is embarrassing. That is absolutely embarrassing. And even- the guy he's fighting. That guy, what's his name? Uh, Pop,
1: uh yeah. R- Raleigh and Pine, Pine.
2: Yeah, he won his last fight and he took a. Uh, he went the distance last fight too. So if this guy can take punches, I'm telling you, I think he's gonna beat O'Malley. This might be an upset.
0: Uh, don't know too much about the UFC. I just know that O'Malley. Watching that that last fight, I didn't realize that was his last fight. That was electric. I mean, that dude was literally. Was it, it looked like he was beating up on a body back. Like, it looked like the other guy wasn't <laughs> even trying. It looked like he was just kind of like a jarring partner, but he just wouldn't go down. It was actually kind of unbelievable to watch. That was, that, that was a good fight. strikes. Is, is O'Malley the, the favorite? What's the line here, Jules?
2: Yeah, he is the favorite. Okay. Yeah, let me see the line. The, see. You betting on any? I, of think, these? I think he'll go the distance. Oh, bro. yeah. I am, I am betting on a couple of these.
0: Which ones? You betting on O'Malley?
1: Of course. O'Malley, you have to take him. He's got one of the best hands in the, U- in the uh, phantom weight. Upside alert. He's been he's been on fire lately.
0: It's a trap fight.
1: I mean, he's probably going to he's probably going to take him to, to the whole thing, but he's an absolutely dominant. He's going to punch him in. It's going to go the distance. He doesn't have the knockout power, O'Malley. I'm telling you, quickest hands in the UFC. He's minus 310. That's all you got now. All right. All right. Next fight. it's going to fly weight. I mean, this one, you got Cody Garbrandt. He's pretty well-known. Fighting Carr France. I really think it's going to be Cody Garvin. It's going to give him a, an absolute beating. This man was on top of UFC. He didn't lose his last fight, but I think he bounces back. And he wins his fight. Anything to say on this fight? No. Nope. Nice. Right. This, the next one, we're going to skip over that. That was the one to replace. Masvidal, very upset. I will but say we're gonna get to get the- Masvidal,
0: beast. I do enjoy watching Masvidal fight. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch too he much UFC, do.
1: but that guy, you
0: can tell he's different.
1: We're gonna skip up to the the title white in the women's division. This is the second main event, and this is gonna be an absolute bloodbath. Amanda Nunes, I mean, she defended her title seven. This is her seventh title defense. No, this is yeah. her eighth title defense. She's already she's already won seven title defense. She's minus what is it? It's nine hundred now. Before it's a thousand. I don't know who's betting on this girl, Juliana Pena. that must be smoking something. So Amanda Nunes is gonna destroy. I don't think it goes more than two rounds. She's gonna murder him. She's the best UFC fighter. Woman's fight that steals back. Amanda Nunez is gonna kill it. They call they call the Lioness for a reason. She's a beast.
0: Amanda so, like
2: The girl fights are funny to me. I mean, they, they just. I mean, they're brutal. The girl fights brutal. This goes minus a thousand. Oh my god, she's gonna. No, yeah. yeah, she's probably gonna that, kill this girl.
1: That's my locker night. That's my locker night. Yeah, minus a oh, thousand. Wow, I hope it's your wow. lock.
0: Yeah, that's oh, that's 100. real ballsy. <laughs> Why do really put? wait you really put, you really put oh, your yeah. on the table? I
2: don't Just... watch, I don't. Right, you, I you don't know you I don't know a lick about UFC, and I can tell you it's a lot. You par.
1: You parlay with Sugar Malley, will be bet. No, do not. Now we got the main event fight of the year. Year. It's up there. Dustin Poirier, the Diamond, the Louisiana boy, winner. Winner, winner, the winner, winner, winner. The best hands in the UFC. If he was a boxer, he, that's why Jake Paul. Jake Paul ran go near and went this man Poirier. Dustin would not come out. Best hands in USC. Yes, we're all sleeping on Charles Oliver. He's a champion. Remember in Vegas when we watched the fight through the, through the thing? That was him. That was him winning the title. Ah, he has two titles right now. I'm telling you. All right, Dustin Poirier, that's one thing. They say he weighs 155. But this man, he says he walks around. I saw him on a podcast. He said he walks around 200. So he's cutting. What? He's cutting for the weigh-in. He cuts yes, he 45 pounds 200. for the weigh-in? This dude's an I don't get how they do that. Wow. It doesn't make any
2: sense to me. That's Did you know, ask the McGregor
1: fight? The McGregor fight you just saw, it. you say oh, Dustin looks so big. Oh, he has so much more weight. He adds it on after he How cuts he down forty five pounds. He's a beast. I don't like, understand. You just that. starve
0: yourself and sit in a sauna all day.
2: They're still huge though. That's a, that's the a thing I don't understand. They're ginormous. Like yeah, like Conor McGregor. What does he weigh? Like one hundred thirty five. He weighs. And he's shredded, shredded. Did yeah. You, have you seen a picture of McGregor recently? I think he's like a one ninety five yeah, right now. Yeah, he looks big
1: right now. He's huge, he huge. Yeah. So overall. Charles Oliveira is taller, but I'm telling you, Dustin Poirier for the fight, he's gonna weigh at least 165, 170. He's gonna be bigger. He's got better hands. Oliver is more of a grappler. I mean, he only has like what? I think like nine knockouts and a rest is 18 by submission. So he's not. He's gonna want to take uh, Dustin to the ground. But I think Dustin defends him, keeps it a stand-up fight. I think Poirier just destroys him with his boxing. Is Dustin like so a good wrestler? Poirier, uh,
0: if he gets him to the ground, he is he done?
1: I mean, if he gets him to the ground, it's Charles Oliveira. He's a, he's a Brazilian, really? so he's a big jiu-jitsu guy. So I'm telling you, if he goes to the ground, I think all is going to win. But I don't think Dustin will to get to the ground. Let's see the odds. i got to see the odds real quick.
2: I think Dustin Poirier is – I think he's minus 150.
1: Yeah, so minus 150. I mean, that's kind of crazy because Charles Oliver is a champion. So the, under, the underdog, the person who's fighting him, he's the underdog and he's the champion. But That just shows how good Dustin is. He's the best fighter. And The only person that could beat Dustin right now, he, he retired. His name's Khabib. That dude was the only person I think in this division that could beat Dustin. So now I think he wins the title back. And
2: Bring back Khabib.
0: We all miss him. I do remember Khabib's What's, a monster.
2: Flying Eagle. He's a monster. What's that little dude's name? That that, that little guy. He's like twenty. He's like twenty years old. What's Who? his name? Hushpoo. Yeah, Hushbua. <laughs> Did you did you hear he might be in a uh, fight? They might have a fight set up with him. Who's he fighting? Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that that I would love to see. The UFC is great. Wait, he's, I wait that guy's twenty. He's like 20-something. Dude, I thought like, he was
0: like a kid.
2: I thought he was like five. And then yeah. it's like the coolest thing. Now that I know that he's 20, it's like not funny right. He smokes cigs, drinks whiskey. It's like Does not he? funny anymore, man. Oh,
0: damn. I did not know that. I, yeah, dude, I thought, I've, seen, I've seen videos of him like driving like little toy cars. I thought he was like eight. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought. I was, I was like, oh, it's cute. It's just funny. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, he's 25. I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so if you're not in the
1: USC, I would say take out this one. Just pay for view You can find a legal stream if you want to pay. Whoa, or just pay. Whoa. Or go somewhere that has a fight. Whoa! 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, we don't recommending. We don't recommend free streams. Pay for it. ESPN Plus. It don't be cheaper. But check out this fight. And Dustin Poirier.
2: I got Dustin Poirier. Any predictions? Who you got? Yeah, he's probably gonna win. I mean, What's the, the title. The, the, the history is good. My upset though, I think O'Malley is not gonna win. I I think. I don't know. He might he might win. He might not win. But don't be surprised if he doesn't win. Put it that way. Cool.
0: I got, I got Poirier, but I'm excited to watch that uh, match just because, like you said, if he gets him on the ground, I think it could be... Uh, if
1: he gets him on the ground, it could... They, I, Dustin it can could get, be it can
0: get enticing. So, yeah, I mean, he's a champion, like you said. He's nothing to sneeze at. Everyone loves Dustin, but, you know, it's usually the fights where you don't expect the other guy to come in and win, and he shuts everyone up. So I think it's an enticing fight, one that everyone should watch. But enough of the UFC... Uh, just like the, the UFC, we, we haven't talked about yet on this podcast. We're going to do another sport we haven't talked about on this podcast. College Hoops. Top two teams from each Power 5 conference. And then we're going to throw in the Big East as well. Shout out Tyler Kolick. Uh, shout out the Friars. But let's, let's start with let's start with uh, ACC. Jules, who are your top two teams in the ACC right now?
1: Number one, Duke University, baby. Let's go. Paulo Branchero. Arguably the best player in college basketball. They have wins against Gonzaga and Kentucky. I know they just they just lost recently, but Duke is still the best team in the ACC. And number two is the usual. I'm gonna go with UNC. They they have two losses, but what, they came what against. What year is this? 2010. They have two losses, but they came against ranked opponents, and they murdered Michigan. They murdered Michigan. So I like UNC number two.
0: Jules. Colete. Jules, I love it. Yeah. You when love it. Okay, okay. I have the exact same top two, actually. I got Duke one. They're number three in the nation for a reason. Banchero is a lottery pick. Wins over Gonzaga and Kentucky. He's the best team in the ACC. I think UNC, they got a lot of returners, a lot of veterans. RJ Davis, Ryan McAdoo. Uh, Caleb Love has actually probably been their best player. He's averaging the most points, 16.4 points per game. They beat Michigan, as you said. But also... Even if UNC isn't the best team in the ACC, I love picking them to be just because the ACC is better when Duke and UNC are the two best teams when that rivalry is firing. It's the best, it's the best rivalry in sports up there with the Red Sox and Yankees when both teams are good. I love it. That's what I got to, Jules. But when did the ACC, Mike, when did the ACC become like a shit conference for football and basketball? So usually the ACC sucks for football, but they always got basketball back up on. The ACC for basketball this year is looking a little lackluster compared to the rest of the Power Fives. I don't, I don't know what it yeah. is. They just got to step Dame's it up.
2: They got to step it up.
0: But Michael, what you got?
2: Is UNC not ranked this year?
0: Nope. There's only there's oh, I think yeah. there's only one ranked team in the oh ACC. No, I think there's two now. Is is uh, Wake Forest? Are are they ranked?
2: No, I'm looking at that right now. Wake Forest is not ranked. They have one loss.
0: I think I think Duke is yeah. the only ranked team, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like the ACC used to be basketball central, and now it's like, yeah, you can't figure it out. But yeah, Who what do you, you think? What are you thinking, Mickey?
2: Duke number one. I mean, you guys all know I'm not a huge ba- college basketball guy, but obviously Duke is pretty obvious. They're uh, they're currently number three in the country right now, um, seven and one. I mean nothing really left to say. And then week four is I'm surprised. They're not ranked. I mean, obviously I'm not the biggest bat college basketball guy, but eight and one overall, they haven't lost a single game at home. Have lost how? Where, I'm trying to find where their one loss came. Uh, let me see. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think wake forest, wake forest lost to LSU. Yeah. And
0: LSU is good. Yeah. LSU is a good team. Yeah.
2: LSU's ranked. They're 25th in the country right now. So, uh, I don't know, I think them two UNC's having a good year as well. So I, I wouldn't say Duke UNC. Um, but don't don't sleep on Wake Forest. And, and Mike's just waiting for Syracuse to get on and no. Syracuse, I'm not even, I'll I'll never worry about Syracuse because that is the one team that I semi watch. It's the same story every single year, you in, uh with Syracuse. They have a mediocre regular season, somehow find their way in the tournament and beat good teams in the tournament. It happens every single season. It does. How they, British, how they British get British. a bid for the tournament, I don't know. Jim Bayheim, you know, maybe pull some strings. I don't know. But they Murderer. get in tournament every year. Murderer. And, well, yeah. Let's, let's get past that though. Anyways. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they get in tournament every year, and they do damage in tournament every year. So we'll, we'll see them in tournament. They're not having a great season. Like I said, the same story every year. Currently five and four. Not great. But we'll turn around and make the tournament and, and win some games. All right.
0: Big 12 here. Uh, I'll start off. After last night, Purdue, number one team in the country, falls on an absolute miraculous Rutgers half-court shot. Connor, if you're listening, I'm sorry we weren't watching that game. The Bruins and the Vikings were on, so I missed it. But that was crazy. But with that loss, Baylor, the best team in the Big 12, will now be the number one team in the country. They're defending national champions. They have Jonathan, might butcher this name, Chamawa. I think the T is silent. Jonathan Chamawa, Matthew Mayer, and then, of course, James Akinjo, who have all become staple leaders of this team. Then they got guard LJ Cryer, who's leading the Bears with 15.4 points per game thus far. And then number two might be a little shock here, but I'm going Iowa State. They might not have as much talent on their roster as other teams in the conference, but they've already beaten Xavier, Memphis, and Creighton, and they've shown the ability to battle hard and score a lot of points. So the Big 12 is kind of open to me other than Baylor. I'm going to throw Iowa State some love. Uh, probably will change by the end of the year, but, yeah.
1: I have the same. State, I have the Iowa State Cyclones over Kansas. I got them um, because they beat ranked Xavier. They beat number – I think Memphis was like nine or eight at a the time. They beat them. They beat Crane away, and they beat uh, Iowa too, which is – they're all right this year, but that's still a good win. And Baylor, obviously. Nothing to be said about Baylor. But that's my two teams, Iowa State Cyclones and Baylor.
0: I mean, the Jayhawks probably yeah. should be the second best team.
1: Yeah, West Virginia too. I'll sleep on West Virginia.
2: All right. It's Thank a you. tough loss this year, West Virginia. Very tough loss. Very tough loss to um, the hands
0: of Marquette basketball, Mr. Tyler Colick himself.
2: Yes, sir. My very own. All right. So, uh, number one, I got Baylor. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do the rest of the year. Um, that Purdue loss was big, so. Obviously, Baylor's a great team. They're a great team last year. Um, yeah, and Iowa State, I have number two. Another great wow. program this year. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's still really early, so we'll see We'll see how it uh, plays out. But I'm excited to see some conference play.
0: Got to throw some some love out there to Texas, too. Ranked number seven in the country right now. We didn't even mention them. Uh, Texas, something about Texas sports recently just always screams choker to me. But uh, maybe they'll figure it out. Who knows? All right. On to the Big East. I'm not going to talk too much about them. I got Villanova and UConn. Uh, I feel like they're probably clearly the two best teams in the Big East. But I'm going to use this time to let Jules drool over his Friars, mm-hmm. who I will say are off to an unbelievable start. They look great. And then uh, we've already shouted them out a couple of times, but Marquette basketball, Tyler Kolick, Cumberland Zone, one of our uh, best friends. So keep killing it out there. And, uh, yeah, I got Villanova and UConn, but Jules – let me hear why you got Friars at number one.
1: I got, first of all, the NCAA needs to look into this. There's a crime. There's a robbery being hit. <laughs> How the province Friars are not ranked is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they beat Texas Tech. They whooped Wisconsin. are that one bad loss. They also, I mean, there was a murder. The, the Rhodey Rams got absolutely slaughtered. I know people are going to be like, oh, I go to URI. I don't care. PC <laughs> murders people. And I mean, they're 9-1. And you want to hear something? I saw a stat when I was at the game the other day. The Oklahoma City Thunder, their average age is 21. The PC Friars' average age is 23. A bunch of seniors, they, they know what to do, and they got a bunch of transfers. Al Durham, he just transferred. He just won Big East Play of the Week. So I don't know how Providence is not right. They're in my top two of the conference. And number two, I got a surprise here. Oh, no. I couldn't mentioned. mention. You don't have I Villanova have Hall, or Utah in your top two. The Seton Hall Pirates. They got wins over top 10 teams, Texas, and I know Michigan was ranked at the time. They're pretty bad now, but they beat Michigan and Texas. Scene Hall. Shout out to my buddy Reese, who has a he has his a, a buddy that goes to Scene Hall, I guess. <laughs> it was pretty good. So I think Scene Hall's in there. I got Province, Scene Hall.
2: Well, I'll tell you why PC's not ranked. First off, <laughs> they beat Fairfield, Sacred Heart, New Hampshire, St. Peter's. And you or I? I, I mean. What, what about Texas Tech in Wisconsin? Great, but there's a there's a reason they're not ranked, dude. They played Fairfield. I mean Fairfield. I didn't know they really had a basketball team. What about Vermont? Vermont. Yeah, Vermont's Vermont. Vermont. Uh, America East. They should shout win. out
0: America East. Go Vermont. Actually, not go it's Vermont. Team go team Harvard, But
2: I agree, but that's why they're not ranked. All right, we'll see conference play. But yeah, I got obviously Villanova, UConn. Two great teams. But the Big East is going to be – it's going to be exciting The year. Big East is the, the East best, is conference best conference in basketball.
0: Best conference in basketball.
2: Might be a little biased there, but.
0: Yeah, maybe. But go Big maybe. East. But yeah, no, they're they're finally back. They're finally back, and that's all I care about. They're
1: finally back. He's not back. Georgetown, though. They're, they're still not back.
2: <laughs> They had a big win. Who did they, didn't they just beat someone that – uh who they just beat? They just had a huge upset. Georgetown? Oh, no, it was Dayton. Dayton who had a big upset. Dayton, Dayton basketball. Dayton saw Obi Top and walk
0: out, walk out those doors, and they were
2: like, oh, I guess we're not going to try anymore." They just beat Kansas. That's who it was. They wow. beat Kansas. Okay. Yeah, that was a big one for them. Um, but yeah, I mean Georgetown. Yeah, but boy, uh, Patrick Ewing is not doing too hot there. Um, oh. But yeah, the biggest. is always. It's always a good conference. There's always teams that compete in the tournament. Um,
1: I like to Saint John's a lot.
2: I mean, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do anything great this year. I mean, they're seven two. But I've, I've always liked St. John's. I think they're a good team. Um, and they always they always ha- pull off an opposite every year, usually. So it's always, they always maybe sneak in a win against Villanova or, or another big team. But I, I like St. John's. Watch out for them.
0: All right. On to the Big Ten, where I have, and of course, they lose last night on a buzzer beater. But I still have Purdue as sorry. the top team in the Big Ten. They were the number one ranked team in the country for a reason. They've... Already steadily handled top out of conference competition. They beat UNC, they beat Villanova, and they've beat Iowa. That's impressive. Big Ten. It's a good basketball conference this year. Maybe not as strong as it's been in past years, but yeah, I got Purdue, the Boilermakers, number one team in the country. Tough loss to Rutgers. I mean, that that one's got to hit. That was
2: that's
0: got to hit right in the gut. It shouldn't have,
2: it shouldn't have been a close game though, but that it, it shouldn't have been. But yeah, yeah that's, that's, right. that was a brutal loss.
0: Um. And then number two, a little surprising here. Stick with me. Mike a clown for this, but I got Michigan. Michigan has slipped extremely they, they they I know they've slipped drastically. Beginning of the the season, early season loss to Seton Hall. But Seton Hall is a good team. And it's a veteran team, an experienced team that I think deserves more respect. They're kind of getting it now, but good team. They've have they have plenty of time to turn around, and they still have the best coach in college basketball, Jawan Howard, at the helm. No one wants to play the Wolverines, especially when they're playing elite defense. I think they, right now, maybe aren't a top two team in the conference. I mean, it's hard to make that argument, but I think by the end of the season, they definitely will be. So I got Purdue at Michigan.
1: I also have Purdue. I mean, the dude tossed up a prayer from Rutgers, hits a shot. I mean, Purdue hits a, I thought Purdue was like, wow, this is a clutch win. Do hit a, a great move. Thanks, it in, and then this fucking dude just walks up, hits a half-court shot. What are you going to do? Those
0: what games, a moment, you, though. What are you gonna Rush do? the court. Those fans must have been going nuts.
2: That was a great video. I saw of some guy in the crowd and he looked absolutely heartbroken when they had to hit that layup and it was like so emotional. And the guy hit the half-court shot. He's going nuts. And the comment was, where's my <laughs> <laughs> And Number two is going to be a
1: little surprising, but they're picking it up. They're 2-0 in the conference already. The conference play just started. 2-0. I got the Illinois' Fighting, The Fighting Illinois, baby. Listen, they're on a five-game oh, winning streak.
0: The Fighting Illinois. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right,
1: whatever they call it, i don't care. Five-game <laughs> winning streak, 2 on in the conference. But, <laughs> do I trust Michigan? No. Do I trust Michigan State? No. Wisconsin? No. Illinois, number two.
0: Shout out Tyler again. Upset, single-handedly upset that team by uh, getting the big steal at the end, and one bucket. But, yes, Illinois back, should probably back should back be higher. Out. But that loss to Marquette still stings probably a lot.
2: Yeah. I don't think Illinois is as good as they, they should be this year, though. All they're right, good. Michael, then but who I do you got? Think, so, obviously, Purdue. And then for my number two team, I got Michigan State. I like, I just like Michigan State. I think they're a good team. They they, they fight hard. And, again, they always do good in tournament. I, Tom Izzo. They really still like got, got Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo, great coach. Great still coach. There. Tom Izzo's is a legend. But yeah, those are my top two. Like I said, I, I don't really follow college basketball that much, um, but I do watch a little bit. The only reason I don't like college basketball, and he's a, a prime reason why. I think it was last night. Gonzaga played Merrimack. Like these, te- some of these 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 games are just terrible. Like absolutely terrible. Like PC, they they beat whatever Fairfield. Great, good for them. But like these these, there's just not fun games to watch. on these games. Like, am I really gonna watch Gonzaga beat on Merrimack? No. Like, it's just some of these games, it, it, they're hard to watch.
0: Unless you go to, to so, Tournament,
2: though, I got to give it to you. Tournament's fun to watch. Tournament is fun to watch, oh. and it's fun to fill up brackets. NCAA and...
0: tournament, March Madness, is probably one of the best sporting events of the year, every single year. So
2: Definitely. It's always uh, pretend like I know what I'm doing, fill out the bracket, <laughs> even though I get it wrong 90% of the time.
0: Yep. All right. So we'll move on to the Pac-12. Uh, per usual, no one gives a fuck about the Pac-12 the Pac-12 has just become a laughingstock of a Power 5 conference. Uh, football, basketball, doesn't matter. The Pac-12 is lacking behind as a conference, but I'll give it to UCLA, top team, obviously. Right in the high of last year's tournament, they got probably the best player in the conference in Juzang. Um, that's all I really got to say about them. And then Arizona, I got at too. Um, they're off to an impressive a and start. I don't know too much about them. Uh, but I know they got a couple of good guys and Benedict Mathurin and Christian Coloco. Uh they seem to be really steadying the ship over there. Arizona used to be an elite program. Pac twelve used to be a good basketball uh conference too, but seems like they're uh slipping behind the rest of the conferences a little bit recently. Yeah, what happened to Oregon
1: Ducks, dude? Right? These are mean, good.
0: I, who who's the who's the guy that, that played for Oregon? He's in the NBA now. He was a electric. Dylan, uh Brooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dylan Brooks. Um yeah, I mean, back when Dylan Brooks was in Oregon, that was a great conference, but slipped a little bit. Uh, I got UCLA and Arizona, top two teams there.
2: want to go? Yeah, so I also got UCLA at number one. Um, best play in the country. Good team overall. Um, it's going to be interesting to see them play the rest of the season. Um, that's something I'm excited to see, Pac-12 play uh, in conference play. I'm excited for that. Um, the number two, I, I like USC a lot. Um, they haven't lost a game this season which is pretty impressive to I me. Mean, I know some of the competition is not great, but I think they could be a hot team. Um, Arizona's a great team as well, but I, I really like USC this year. Jules? I got UCLA
1: and I got the USC Trojan. I agree.
0: Really? What's up with the USC uh, Trojan love? I don't, I don't get it.
1: I mean, I don't know. Can't argue with it. Yes, they played. Not so great team. Not so but- I mean they beat San Diego State. They're usually pretty good every year. Utah. Yeah, pretty good 16 seed.
0: <sighs> All right. Enough of the Pac 12. I this this is how little people care yeah, about the Pac Pac-12. Pac-12 12. I mean, the Pac 12 in football too. It's just it's it's unbelievable it how stand. like
2: it used to be good.
0: The Big East in basketball should now be considered a power five conference. Change my mind. The yep. Big East is debatably the best conference in basketball. Um, yeah.
1: St. John's would contend for a top oh. four seed. In oh,
0: America. yeah, for sure. I agree. But we'll move on to SEC. I got one thing to say about the SEC. When did it become the mecca of college basketball? SEC has always been the best conference in college uh, football. But all of a sudden, I mean, look at these teams in uh, the SEC for basketball this year. For number one, I got Alabama, again, um, they're the, I think they're the best, conference, or best team in the conference. They were a two-seed last year in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then I got Kentucky, who obviously had the tough loss to Duke earlier in the season, but always have some of the best recruits, always have the, some of the best talent in college. And uh, Cal Perry always knows how to get those boys ready for the tournament. But look at LSU, Arkansas, Tennessee, Auburn, Florida. I mean, this conference is extremely appealing and possibly the best conference in college basketball, even though it is a little top heavy, the bottom half teams kind of suck, but they got a lot of ranked teams already. And I'm just wondering when did it become the mecca of college basketball? That it, when I saw how many ranked teams are in the SEC blew my mind.
2: I agree. Uh, Alabama was a big one. Alabama was bad. Like their basketball program was bad for a while. And then Colin Sexton, you know, went there and he, the Cavs now. and he Not that he turns it around, but ever since he kind of left it, they've been on the on the, on the incline there. I mean, the, the, the awesome. whole conference though is good for sure. Um, I have Alabama as one as well, but for number two, I have Arkansas. I think they're a great program. Again, haven't lost the game this season. And Kentucky, I just don't trust. I don't trust Kentucky. They lose a lot of big games and they also lose games that they should win that they don't. They I do know lose. last year they do kind lose big of games. Disappointing, but historically, they lose big games, uh, the ones they should win, too. So I think Arkansas uh, can also be a, g- a good team this year just, just because they're So roster. They like it a lot. All right.
0: I mean, they're a ranked team. They're up there for a reason. I think the SEC is going to be an, an extremely appealing uh, conference for basketball this year, and I don't know when the last time that has ever been said. So, Jules, what you got?
1: Again, number one, give me the Gators. Florida the Gators. They upset. They beat FSU. Who else did they beat? Ohio State, some good wins in there. Number two, this team's not even ranked. They're slept on. The Texas A&M Aggies, baby. I'm telling you, they beat Butler. Who else did they beat? They beat somebody else big. They did lose to, uh, I think it was Wisconsin, but Texas A&M. They're on a roll right now. Watch out for them. You're putting that's how good the conference is.
0: You're putting Texas A&M above Alabama uh, and Kentucky,
1: Alabama and Kentucky and Tennessee, and Arkansas, and LSU, and Arkansas. Just in the entire ACC. But not the Florida Gays.
0: That's okay. Um,
1: oh, shout out Robert Williams with Texas A&M. Yes,
2: sir. That's my guy.
0: Yeah, I. that's an awful pick. I mean, it seems like you're really just going off of, like, one big win that they had at the beginning of the season, and I don't even know how big of a win that is. I mean, Ohio State's pretty decent, but they've been slipping a lot. So, yeah, Texas A&M, sure. Maybe they can get on a roll, but top two in the SEC. That's. I wish Connor was on here right now because I know he'd be screaming at you. Tough conference. It is a tough conference. I don't know when that happened. That's what I'm saying. I don't, when did the SEC yeah. become the mecca of college basketball? It makes no sense. But enough of college basketball talk, enough of sports talk. We're going to get into everyone's favorite segment, Michael's favorite segment. And that is conspiracy theories today in honor of the late and great Juice World dropping his album. Uh, I think what, what was that earlier today? Midnight today? We're going to give you yeah. the conspiracy theory. Is Tupac, Juice World, Biggie, all those big name artists who unfortunately passed way too early. Are they all alive in Cuba as some people think they might be? I mean, this has been a big conspiracy theory ever since Tupac died. Um, And it's a very uh, intriguing one. There's a lot of evidence, but it does seem a little far fetched at times. Uh, Michael, as the king of conspiracy theories, I'm extremely interested to know what you think about this.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll start with the Juice World one. I, I know it's tough. I hate talking about it because, you know, our guy our, Connor our, doesn't like talking about it. But the thing with him, is like the lyrics of his songs, like it, it's literally like it was like it's it was like written, like it, like a like a, a note that this is what's going to happen this time. And like it, it's a little sus. I'm not going to lie. Like Jules has a quote up right here. Well, I'll have Jules say it. What's it say? This is this is from one of his songs. This is this is a tweet. A fan's point to an artist tweet in 2017. He
1: says, "My goal is to get overly famous, shine for a couple of years, and fake my death." I mean, call me a conspiracy guy, but you can't. You I mean, A plan. I mean, I he,
0: literally said he literally
1: said it. Yeah. That's exactly what it did. Juice, everybody was bumping Juice World when he was alive. Everybody was bumping him. And you no, know, some people don't like popularity. You know. he got too famous, like you can't even go on the street. And now. He tweeted, I'll fake my death. And tell me not, the death was a little weird. It, yeah. He got on a plane and he got they got they found drugs on him, so he took the drugs. I mean, it was kind of like I'm not saying it probably did happen, but I'm just saying
2: you got to ask some questions about this. Yeah. I agree. And the and you guys help me on this because I don't I'm not sure, but wasn't there like a lyric that he says like the the age, the exact age and like it yeah, happened? Like um, I mean that oh yeah, we're not making it past
1: twenty one. There's there's a, there's a song died.
0: Legends. There's a song Legends where he says like yeah uh it's like the 24 club or something he says we're not making it to 20 like we're not making it past 21 that says what's the 27 club 27 club
2: we ain't making it past 21 i mean it's a little like you gotta say it's a little sus i mean it's
0: a little sus but at the same time if you listen to any of his music you know this man just like kind of wasn't um in the best mental state he definitely needed some help um it's unfortunate he never got the help that he he deserved and that he should have gotten but jules what are you trying to say here
1: and this one is absolutely. This is this one makes you actually think. All right, so his song "All Girls Are the Same." He sings, "I'm a jealous boy." I really feel like John Lennon, as they point out. John Lennon died on December eighth, the same date as Juice Wrld's death. I mean, come on, everything's just adding up too perfectly. Isn't that
0: weird? That one, that one, yeah. You, you've told that one to me before. That that is a little. Uh...
1: I mean, what are the goosebumps a little bit? It's weird. All right, the fact that these are all connected.
0: So, yeah, the Juice World one—that that's a little more fresher in our hearts. That one, that's one that we all remember. Um, It is that that tweet that he said about like, "I'm gonna grow famous and then fake my death." I mean, that that is a little weird. Like, why would you tweet that? Like Uh, exactly what
2: happened.
0: Yeah. Um, Going on to another one, Tupac. A lot of people. This has been a rumor since like he literally first died, which was before we were alive, I think. So, or I think, I think he died. I think he died on my birthday. Um, not until, I think he died like the year yeah, before he, I was born on my birthday. Born. Yeah. I think he died on September 13th. 96. Um, but I have an article from the U.S. Suns. Shout out the U.S. Sun. Um, there's an interview with a former bodyguard, Michael Nice, who is a former bodyguard of Tupac. And they ask him, Why do you think nobody has been arrested for the death of Tupac? And he says, because Tupac is not dead. If he was dead, they'd be arresting those dudes for the murder. You know he's somewhere smoking a Cuban cigar on an island. And then he says, he claims he was part of a security team for the Black Panthers political party in the 1990s. And he says the group heard about a hit being put on uh, Tupac's head before it happened, and the order went out to get him to a hiding place And then all of a sudden he was dead. So this guy who apparently knew a lot about him says that Tupac is not dead and alive somewhere, maybe in a hiding spot, maybe in Cuba, maybe somewhere else, who knows. But that is a very close friend, a very close counterpart of Tupac's who literally confirms the conspiracy theory.
2: Yeah, I've heard that before. And a lot of people are saying, you know, this guy would just want to be in the spotlight. He just wanted, you know, the clout of it. And I don't know, this one, this one's tough. This one's tough just because, you know, it happened wasn't during our lifetime. And I I wasn't as into it. Um, But yeah, that was the big thing about that guy's quote that people said that he just wanted recognition, just wanted to get some publicity. Um, But there's a lot of it's a lot of scary evidence right there.
1: And people also point to the money factor because you hate to say it, but when somebody dies, everybody plays their song. Everything starts to grow. I mean, Michael Jackson, this man's still making millions to this day just off everything. An-
0: another and- rapper who recently died, Young Dolph. I mean, that guy's that guy had the number one song in the country after right after so, he died.
1: Yeah, and- so it just shows like people are worth more money. Some people are some famous people are worth more money when they're dead than when they're alive. It's just a sad thing, but I have proof right here that Tupac's alive. It says in, in 2017, you know, Suge Knight obviously he was involved in the big rap game. He was currently in prison. He says he's still peddling the, the theory in a interview with the Ice-T, he says, with Pac, you never know. His son, Jacob, has even claimed Pac is living in Malaysia, working on a new album. So obviously, Suge Knight, he's a little crazy, but you never know these people. You may call him crazy, he might be right.
0: I have another quote from uh, Mr. Nice, the security guard of Tupac. He says, it was me, my brother, the pilot, Tupac as the co-pilot, and two Panther guys on the jet. We took off immediately, knew we were safe. We felt good, and it was like escaping from prison. There was a couple hugs and handshakes. And then my brother helped him get to Cuba from there. So this guy is literally confirming. And I mean, of course, this guy could be saying anything just to kind of get his five seconds fame. But this guy who is confirmed a close counterpart, a former security guard of Tupac, has literally said he watched Tupac get on a plane and go to Cuba or somewhere safe. Who knows where he is now? But that one's a little fishy, too.
1: Also, this one's pretty crazy. Uh, Tupac named his last album Machiavelli, The Seven Day Theory. And uh, Nicole Machiavelli wrote in his masterpiece, it was about a prince faking his death to fool his enemies. So, I mean, just like crazy how those things connect. Miggy?
0: Yeah, uh, I got nothing left to say about this. Got nothing left to say? All right. Well, I mean, I don't really have anything much else to say about Tupac or Juice World. Uh, the biggie one. That the bigger one has a lot less evidence. A lot of people kind of think that that one's just like they just kind of throw him in there because he died around the same time as Tupac and he was considered probably the greatest rapper of his time. So a lot of people like to kind of throw him in there. But Tupac's kind of the major one, one surrounding those two guys. And then uh, obviously the Juice World comparisons have come out in recent years. Um, Yeah, so I say we vote. I say we each get a vote. Juice World and Tupac. Um, I'm going to say as much as I would love both of these to be true. I think they're both false. I think rest in peace, Tupac and Juice World. I think neither of them are in Cuba somewhere. I think if you listen to both of their songs, Tupac talks a lot about violence, a lot about kind of the environment he grew up in. It kind of seems like there was a lot of people who wanted him dead. And that's just unfortunate what happened. And then Juice World, I mean, he obviously was just battling some sort of depression, some sort of demon that he couldn't fight. And unfortunately, the pills got to them. So, yeah, rest in peace, both of them. I think they're both dead.
1: Uh, as much as I want to believe that too, and I love conspiracy theories, but I don't know. I think both these people are dead. But I have to say, there's this. It makes people think. There's a lot of weird connections. It does make you a think. A lot of weird things. It does make you makes think. you think. And it's good to think. It's good.
2: Mike, what do you got? Yeah, no, nah, I think the Juice World one is more just believable almost just because there's way more evidence. There's way more of this that, um, yeah, they're definitely both dead. But.
0: All right, it's so we got, we got a clean sweep again. So last week we had a clean sweep that JFK was not killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. It was uh, set up by the government. That was a clean sweep. And then today we have another clean sweep that both Juice World and Tupac are dead.
1: Fix of right. the week, baby.
0: All right. Let's go back. Let, let's go to a, everyone's favorite segment or second favorite segment after Conspiracy Theory. Um, Jules, congratulations. You went a perfect 3-0 last week. Give me a round of applause. 3-0. There.
1: All-time record, 3-0. Jules goes. Providence, my Moneyline. Manchester United, 0. .5. lock. Oh, yeah. They all heard it. They all heard it. it. they all heard <laughs> it. They all heard it. Jules faced 3-0. Congratulations, oh, Jules. He bounced back, though.
0: Yeah. They, I, rough week. I'm, I'm not proud. Rough week. Um... I do have a couple locks this week though, so um, right. we'll have our guest start. Mike, do you do you have any picks no? yeah,
2: yeah, I I got some. So okay. we'll start on the UFC. O'Malley, that, I, I like the over two and a half rounds. I think it's going to go to distance. I like it a lot. He he can't knock anybody out. It's it's proven. The guy he fought last time, the no namer from Massachusetts, the guy. I mean, the guy took two hundred something punches to the face, couldn't knock him down. And that guy has nobody. So I, I like it going over. And then heading to the NFL. I cannot believe this when I saw this. The Ravens are underdogs against so, the Browns. Dude,
0: I cannot believe that either.
2: I actually I can't actually that. am, am mind-blown. I like the spread, but I'm probably gonna go money line here. Um just because I like the plus if I was a better, but we'll go, we'll go spread. Plus three. I like I like plus three. So Ravens plus three against the Browns. I don't understand how they're underdogs in this. I know they're coming off a tough loss loss against Pittsburgh, but I said this yesterday. These games are trap games. The Steelers game versus the Vikings was an absolute trap game. I mean, you're not going to win back-to-back games like that. And the Ravens aren't going to lose back-to-back games, especially in the division. So I like that a lot. And then my last pick is staying in the NFL. The Raiders a lot, plus 10 against the Chiefs. That's my pick. Um, The Raiders coming off a tough – Tough L against the football team. And I think it's a big big rebound game for them. Um, whenever they play the Chiefs, it's always close. The Raiders plus 10? That's what they are. Plus 10. And they always they always play the Chiefs tight. So, And they usually take one away from them. So we'll see. Uh, I really like the plus 10. And don't be surprised if they win. Do not be surprised if they win. Okay. So those are my three picks. Cool. You want, you
0: want to go? I'm, I'm going to go last. as you go. Why don't you go?
1: All right, start off. I got the main event fight. Locke, Dustin Poirier, line. That's my first one. Then, a, a little unprepared this time. Oh,
0: my God. Of course. Spit it out, would you?
1: Give me Washington. Actually, give me Cowboys covering. Minus 4.5. So, so Cowboys covering minus 4.5? Dustin money line. Yeah, Cowboys minus
2: 4.5. And you 4.5, is. I think it's hilarious when you say that. 4.5. 4.5. 4.5. And
1: then we're going back to college basketball. Providence Friars money line.
2: What were they playing now? Uh, this kid. School of I Lions can't school wait team. until
0: you, you Actually, didn't pick Providence Friars money line until it fails you. I can't wait until it loses some right, Oh, my
2: gosh. Right. Like, they're playing Central Connecticut. All right. Central Bro. Connecticut.
1: Are they D1? This, this, this one's too easy. This one's too easy. Are they D1? I'll switch my opinion.
0: Yeah, Central is Connecticut different. is D1. Give me
1: a second. Oh, my God.
0: All right. How about I go, and then you, you figure yeah, out.
2: I'll come back with the, with the magic pick. Give me, uh, give me the lines to miss the playoffs this year. That That's Jules' lock, right? Now.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like his lock of the week was uh, Amanda Nunes winning. Oh, really? The minus 1,000 so is your, minus is your 1, lock? Minus Wow. Okay. All
1: right. Let's hear it, Mr. One
0: and 1-2. Let's hear it. All right, relax. <laughs> yeah. I got tonight the Brooklyn Nets plus two and a half against Atlanta. Atlanta has a couple of injuries. I mean, they're missing some key guys in uh, – who is it? Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. All of them are out. Guess how many players the Nets are missing tonight? None. Zero. They're missing none. So, give me plus two and a half Nets. Uh, mm-hmm. Then – I got Army Moneyline. They're minus seven and a half favorites against Navy. Uh, one of the best college football games of the year, every single year. Absolutely electric. Very hey, under.
2: Yeah, I'll just, about, hey, I'll, under. I'll just about look up what the over-unders for that game. I think, Probably like I think it's 11 years in a row the under-hit.
0: Oh, I mean, they both of them don't know how to throw the football, but it's electric. Always a great game to watch. Always get goosebumps watching the halftime stuff, the pre-game and post-game stuff. It's always amazing. But uh, I got Army winning this one, so Army Moneyline. And then, my last one, what did I have for my last one? cool oh you that's want to right. take a guess I the had
2: for the army navy game 30. thirty thirty four and a half thirty half take, take the under
0: yeah facts. still take the under honestly um 10-7. and then like yeah. you michael hate to hate hate to piggyback, but when I saw plus three Ravens, I was like, this can't be real, wow. I mean, but I know the browns are never. I know the browns are home and they're getting Nick Chubb back, but I don't trust Baker Mayfield this year with the injury that's just been lurking the entire time. The Browns look broken. Don't know what's wrong with them, and I think Lamar has a bounce back game after losing to the rivals. So give me plus three Ravens, plus two and a half Nets, and Army money line. That's three and zero week for you guys. I'm coming back four and two. Um, yep, Jules, what's your last one? Since and please you don't had, pick something. You got Nets
2: plus, net plus two and a half. Yep. You know, uh, Navy Navy is zero and six against the spread in the last six games.
0: Yeah, but Navy also from 2002 to 2015.
2: Oh, who has an easy one now? No, last week's non-conference, excuse me, non-conference. Who has an easy one now? All right. Navy Navy was on
0: a 14-game winning streak from 2002 to 2015. It's always a competitive game, but I got Army. The spread's only minus seven and a half. Yeah.
1: Give me the Cincinnati Bengals money line against the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are our favorite. One and a half. I got the
2: Bengals. Is Joe Burrow playing though? hey yeah, he's playing. I don't know. I think he game. might be out that game. I think it's going to be said, close he, said, he said he want, he's going to play, but that's, you know, he looked hurt the other game. Oof, Joe Mixon is questionable too, though. That's what I'm saying, so.
1: Oh, well, that no, sucks. We locked I'm, it in. I'm still roll with him. Yep, we locked it in. I'm exactly. Still, don't worry.
0: Six and oh. All right, so just b- before we leave, just everyone, uh, Jules, repeat your three since you bounced all around the place. You, you had like seven picks. I don't even know what the three are.
1: Dustin Poirier, money line, Cowboys, minus four and a half, and Cincinnati Bengals, money line. Michael?
2: So I got Raiders, minus 10, uh, plus 10, excuse me. I got the Chiefs. I have the Ravens, plus three spread. And then I have in the O'Malley fight, I have the over two and a half rounds.
0: Okay. And then I have plus two and a half Nets against the Hawks, plus three for the Ravens. And money line for Army against Navy this weekend. Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident. I think that that's three and zero. Michael, I like yours. I actually really like the plus ten Raiders pick. I think that's. I think the Raiders always yeah. play very tough against the Chiefs. And
2: yeah, they're um, coming off a tough loss too.
0: Jules, way to really put your dick on the table by picking poor your money line. I mean, that's really ballsy. Good job. <laughs> I mean,
2: um, the wonder why three and zero. Oh. That yeah, Lions pick as though, as that as a was long. a great pick. No, the Lions week. pick. That
0: Lions pick was ballsy. That was a great pick. Um so, what, what
2: were we picked last week? Cool. Uh,
0: I had Long my only day. win was my only win was Washington and then he
1: had Oklahoma
2: minus minus five and a half oh, Oklahoma State. State
0: Oklahoma State they
2: lost the Oregon. Oregon one was brutal I, I picked Utah they, they beat him twice I knew they were going to beat him. dude I know how, do you, lose, <laughs> how do you lose
0: that's to tough, Utah twice man through the Pac-12 I I'm tell you you just can't figure it out I'm telling you yeah, no one gives a fuck about him. the Pac-12
1: alright
2: no one does
0: but with that I think that's going to wrap up today's show Thank you, everybody. Mike, for listening.
1: our first, our first full podcast
2: guest, Mike Thank Sarah you Thank, Thank you. you for having me on. Yeah, you
0: didn't. You did a great job. Thank you for actually bringing some good takes other than me to this uh, podcast. Because <laughs> Jules didn't even have Aaron Donald on his top three D line. Yeah, it,
2: I do feel bad. You have to that, do the show with Jules. That won't be for you. You lost it.
0: You lost it. He lost okay. it. Okay. Yeah, hey, it's a pretty long podcast. Yeah, it was. I, I loved it when your computer died about fifteen minutes ago. That was cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had technical difficulties here at the. Arena 51 studio, but we were able to bounce back
0: and uh, pull through, so uh, All right. later! Yeah, thank you everybody for watching uh, tune in tomorrow, uh, next guys. week see you guys Sounds